All right, guys, what is happening? We're back again, the off-track experience. Um, again, always sorry if it takes so long between episodes, uh, racing World Cups and podcasting and carrying this stuff around. Oh, it takes a toll on you. And yeah, it uh, actually takes up a lot of time to try and produce these things. But um, I'll be home soon. I'm currently in hotel quarantine in Sydney at the moment. I've got a lot of free time. So I thought I'd put together the one I did with Reese and Charlie. Um, I actually hadn't done one for a while and honestly got a bit... Not nervous because obviously they're good friends, but it was just funny um, being back in the podcasting world and I uh, forgot how much I actually love doing it, especially when you do it with uh, do a really good one with good people. You kinda, I kind of find the love for it again and I really do want to produce more and put more out there. It's just obviously um, it's tricky to balance everything, but um, when I get home, uh, I'm going to try and keep on top of them and try and get some new guests and people outside of riding as well and, yeah, keep producing them. But on this one, it was a uh, recent... Reese Wilson, the 2020 world champion, and Charlie Harrison, good friend of mine. And, yeah, we sit down um, in snowshoe actually only, a, I think it was a day, day or two before practice, and it was actually the race that uh, that Reese won. So it's pretty cool to kind of see his mindset going into racing and um, everything he's been doing and how the, the rainbow stripes actually, I feel like it lifted him a lot. And he's uh, just a super cool guy, really well-spoken. He actually did some commentary stuff at Hardline, a few months ago now so it's it's cool to see that he's got a diverse range um not just only on the bike but in uh i guess the the media side of things and just yeah carries himself super well and it was um it was good to have such a good world champion for 2020 and for 2021 and um yeah that's about it enjoy guys peace we're ready we're ready to do it we do it i thought we were already off uh, we've been off for a while. Chick, 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 I, like to, I like to start the podcast before like I do like an intro with people so yeah, then okay. people just start talking. I feel like when you're like, all right, three, two, <laughs> one, and we're live, then people go, uh. That makes it a thing. Because I used to do it where I would um, introduce someone and then they'd be like put on the spot and they didn't like it because I'd be like, I, I don't know what to do. So then It definitely I'd, does make a difference. If yeah, but. It, uh, st- say it, start. Yeah, because then. Well, I feel well, like we're all. Comfortable yeah, with we're pretty, we're, we're pretty loose around here. We're good. I think we're good. We're lubed up. We run a, a loose ship at the, at the Trek factory racing. All right. like I'm just tossing the gum around <laughs> in the studio like that. All right, we'll do an intro anyway. We're here with uh, Reese. This is actually Reese Wilson's uh, podcast. Charlie Harrison's just the fill in uh, presenter um, here for <laughs> comical relief and, <laughs> and some wisdom. But yeah, mainly here with uh, Reese Wilson, uh, the uh, 2020. 2020 world champion. How, how, how was that? How was that? How, let's, let's start right off the bat with that because I wasn't there for that, but I thought it was pretty fucking cool to uh, to see that. And like, how did it feel just like coming out of such a pretty hectic year and then just going straight to being like, okay, I'm world champion. Like, how was that? Yeah, no, hell, hell of an experience. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure you can imagine how ridiculous it was. Yeah. Like if that had happened to you, you have a pretty good idea how it felt. It was, <laughs> It was mental. I mean, it was such a chill year because nobody was doing anything. Everybody yeah. was stuck at home. Well, chill, depending on where you lived. But for me, I was pretty lucky out in the countryside. It was mm. a pretty chill year. And then you turn up to the first race of the year, which happens to be world champs, and then win it. So, yeah, it was a bit of a – it went zero. <laughs> zero to 100 real, real quick. quick. <laughs> yeah. Did you think it was good as well? Because you obviously would have spent all that time at home in like – had like a bit of a summer, like leading into it. So it was like you kind of – I don't know. Because I guess with racing, obviously, you get a European summer, but you're always racing, you're at home. So it's like – you got some time to be like, oh, sweet, I can just kind of chill, have fun, rub my 
T, what is it? T, TTR? TTR, yeah. TTR. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I got to do a whole heap of stuff that you never get to do because it was like an actual good chunk of a British summer at home. Yeah. And we're pretty lucky. We actually had a really good summer as well in 2020. It was sun was shining. It was an amazing, like, I, I think a good four or five months of just yeah. kind of training and riding and building trails and just doing fun stuff with your mates at home, which we never normally get to do in the summer either way. So, mm. yeah, it was it was such such a strange year in every sense. So, yeah, everything was different. So, it was <laughs> so you went from this like crushing thing to like no racing, nothing's yeah. happening, all this stuff. Oh wait, I can hang with my buddies, and then you're like, oh wait, I can be world champion. Yeah. yeah. No, there was definitely so many positives that came out of that situation. I think mm. for uh, either a lot of people got buried in it, or you kind of came out yeah. lighter and, and freed, and kind of saw some saw some light at the end of the tunnel, and maybe made some changes to life and. Yeah, did you feel that going to um, when you went to Leo Gang as well? Like, did you feel like, because I heard a lot of people were complaining about the track and like real negative and not to name names, but all those people that were complaining and real negative did really badly. And then all the people that just seemed like they're having fun and just happy to be there did really well. So it was like that change in like yeah. just enjoying it. And like you said, being lighter and just like we get a, we get a race our bikes, let alone at a World Cup. Um, just enjoy that. Don't actually worry about the whole, the truck's going to be a bit muddy and yeah not actually stress so much about the little details, but just be grateful for the whole. Is that what you found? You yeah. Kind of- I mean, whether you're consciously doing it or not, I don't know, but mm. you're like, you'd, I think it's, I don't know. If, yeah. I don't think I consciously stopped myself to do that, but when I did arrive there, like we went to Schladming the two weeks before and yeah. I was just enjoying riding my bike so much. I wasn't mm. worried about what bike setup I was doing. Like I, I genuinely wasn't thinking about anything other than just riding my bike. Cause yeah. I guess that's all I'd been doing at home for however many months mm. was building trails and then riding it with my friends. And you don't care about going fast or training. You're just doing what you love to like. That's kind of why I started doing it in the yeah. first place. So it sounds real easy to get in that thing. It's like just ride your bike, but no, well, it's the same like me. We've been discussing this so much over the last two weeks or like the last however many races we've had, like both of us come in with expectations mm. and then you like smash your own expectation. Like Charlie was like, I just want to qualify and get in, you know, get, get a race going. You finish 36, which is like pretty fucking solid for your first race. Yeah. And we're both sat in the pits, like <laughs> grumpy as yeah. hell. And we're both looking at each other like, he said to me, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. And I'm looking at him like, well, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. You're both trying to be happy about uh, it. And unless you're winning, it's, it's so hard to find happiness because yeah. you're mm. trying so hard. Do you feel like that doesn't last that long though, that negativity now? Like that like oh, like for me, I'm the same. Like I think if you're a competitor and you're top of anything, you've got to have that I want more, I want more, I want more. But I don't dwell on it anymore. Like you have like a day and you're like, ah, it's all right. The sun's shining, it's all good, mm. or whatever, and then you snap out of it. But then you still you, I don't know, it's a weird thing about you want that competitiveness, but you don't want it to like drown out the enjoyment of just what you actually get to do. Yeah. yeah. So it's I, like that I feel like it's definitely shorter for myself, but I feel like that's a, a product of like over the last two years, basically not racing at all, being injured. And then like now I kind of just have this perspective where I'm like, yeah, like I'm not going to let a piece of paper tell yeah. me if I'm happy or not. And <laughs> yeah. I know like you use that in your post, but it's like, it's so true and it's so easy to get caught up in it and everyone does and is guilty of it at a certain point. Um, but the way I look at it, it's like, you know, regardless of the result, like I know for sure I've done everything I can to be as ready to go for the race as possible. And then throughout the race weekend, I would have done everything I can to, to be as successful as possible. So it's like, you know, if, if I'm if I'm meeting my expectations or not, as bad as it still sucks, like you still dwell on your expectations. But at the same time, it's like, I, I did what I could and yeah. it's not from a lack of effort. You know, if it was like, 
one of those ones where you did bad and you're like, oh, I know I could have done better, mm. then that's that's justified to to get on yourself. Um, but yeah, do you find that as well? Like if you give it your all, like you know you give it your all and you come up short, but you like that's when I started to be happy. Like if I gave everything. And I got whatever position, but I was like, that was everything. I didn't have any more today. That was everything. I'd be content. Yeah. But if I felt like I didn't give everything and even did well, I've, I'm more disappointed in that. And that's the thing that's just like that you're like you're the worst critic as well. So mm. it's like yeah. it's funny when people come up to you and they're like bummed off something because you didn't get the result they would expect you to get. But you're like, man, I had fun, rode good. That's what I got. And that's how it's going to be. But I think it's like you got to – <laughs> have like self-talk to yourself to be like it's okay like it's okay to like get a not better like not the best result but also put in all the work like put in the effort that you know you should have or, or did do yeah but no that that definitely makes a difference for me like if you're if you have absolutely nailed your day or your whole week mm. and you laid down a perfect race run you're sat at the finish going that was that was everything i had i don't yeah. think i could have done it any better and people start coming down and beating you it's a lot easier to sit and be content with yeah, it yeah yeah Whereas when you had mistakes and you're sat in the yeah. hot seat and you see sections and you're like, oh, he's going to pull, yeah, he's going to pull, and yeah. you can see them pulling time on you. You're like, shit. And then you see the result they got and you're like, you almost use that as a benchmark. You're yeah. like, fuck, I could have been, yeah, could have yeah. been top five today if yeah. it hadn't been for these silly mistakes. Yeah. And like we've said it so many times, the lack of opportunities we get in a year, it makes it even easier to beat yourself up. Because mm. I think it's patience for me. Patience the hardest thing to have when you only have six times a year to try and tell yourself it's okay if it doesn't happen this yeah. weekend. <laughs> yeah. But then you're sitting, you think, wait a minute, I've only got another five weekends yeah. and a whole year to make this happen. Yeah, they run out quick, don't and they? And a little mistake and, and our sport now is 10 places and 10 places really puts you off the map. You know, yeah. If you're not in the top 10, people don't really... Yeah, or do. even Lenderhide, I was eighth and not a single photo post anywhere. Like, you, yeah. know, you were talking about this, yeah. the no man's land. Yeah. You just, nobody cares. Yeah. Like you're either winning, <laughs> you're third... Maybe tenth because yeah. you're like top ten, and yeah. then nobody else and then, gives yeah, a shit like about those, the rest. Yeah, those weird numbers like yeah. 11, like eighth, ninth, <laughs> eleven, twelve. Like it's just that kind of nowhere kind yep. of thing. And yeah, like you said, people, it's it's so like cutthroat. But I guess that's always going to be like racing is going to be yep. super cutthroat like that. But uh, yeah, it's a tricky one. Like you said, you got eighth, and you were like not like you weren't bummed about it, but you just that little yeah, like what could what yep. could have been. Yep. I had the same thing at Leger. You know how you say like people. Like I obviously got the rain, which mm-hmm. helped a lot. <laughs> but <laughs> a whole really, <laughs> um, I missed the rain. Um, but then I got to the bottom, and like I had, a, dude, I had a terrible run. Like I almost crashed like three times because it was like it was still slippery. I was, yeah, trying, to, yeah, I was yeah. trying to push the edge still. Yeah, almost crashed like four times. Like just probably the worst run I had all week. And I get to the bottom, and then obviously because of the rain, I got six. And everyone's coming up and congratulating me, and I'm like. I wrote terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote terrible and then the rain came in and saved the day and you were coming up and like, congrats. I was like, yeah. I just, I'd like, and then that's a weird thing. It's like, I didn't give it my, like I gave it my all, but it wasn't very good. Yep. And then do people come and congratulate you for that? It's just like. Yeah, but it's cool of you to recognize that because it, yeah. No one would like the person that, you know, claims gl- it. Yeah, yeah. gets like, the, gets a good result because of the weather and then they're claiming it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, it's funny because then I look at like your Leger run where it's the polar opposite exactly yeah so you just gave it everything and then because i I thought that was cool man because i kind of realized that like you don't have to win the race to be the real winner and that's the thing you didn't win that race but you probably got more recognition and more spotlight than tebow did like if you think of leger in the wet you'd think back to that race and it reminded me a lot even watching it it reminded me of sam hill and um when he did that run and i was like this is cool he's got world champs jersey on 
wide as anything, just look and fly, and then you just try, like the whole like there's no way that someone could even come close. And like yeah, like your times are a bit off, but like by far the fastest guy in those conditions, and the probably like when were you, you qualified fourth or fourth? I think. Yeah, so yeah, right, sure, yeah, 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 in the in the yeah. worst of it, and it's just like even the fact that you just went for it, like a, like you see like. Um, a f- like a, I don't know if it was Loic or something, but they kind of just cruise down. But it's yeah. just like no one's going to remember that. And it's like you went for it, even though it didn't pay off. You went for it, and people like appreciate that so much more than the guy that just goes, "Oh, there's no way this is possible." But then, yeah. like once you, like you even said, like I thought it, I could do it, and that's what people yeah. remember that that thing. And I think that's the cool thing that people when they see you like believe that you can do it it's just like that's what people want to see like that's entertainment it's like this guy believes he can even if like there's no hope in hell in everyone else's mind if you can flip that switch you're like oh maybe like and that's like that's cool and that's not like you can't just do that at any race so i think it's like it get like the weather gave you the opportunity to then shine in that way which i think is i thought it was like that's i remember like watching that run and being like like and that's cool like imagine (laughs) all like the young kids at home that would have seen that and been like Shit, like it honestly was the first time I've seen like a, a Sam Hill style run like that. Probably only other time was when Gwyn beat me at Monsignor when it was like true. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah like, that was insane. That's what I mean. That. But it's this, like imagine saying after like all the guys come down, oh, someone could still win this. You'd be like, no way, yeah, yeah no yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting how it changes the mindset too. Like if Reese didn't qualify as well as he did, mm. like if he had qualified like twentieth or fifteenth or something, yeah. it would be interesting to see if there were other guys that um, went fast as well. Yeah. Because it was the same with, like, that same year that Gwyn won in St. Anne. Jack was, like, the first one out of us top 20 to, like, really put down a good run. And then after that, everyone was like, okay, you you actually can go fast right now. Thanks for that, Jack. (laughs) Because I remember people at the bottom said, like, they saw Jack's run. And he was, I think, because he went into fourth or something, but, like, not that far back. And it gave everyone, like, the hope to be like, oh, shit, we can, like, you can can do it. Because everyone before him was so far off the back. And then he came down and was like, okay, this is doable. And, like, that... Like, I remember you said after you became world champion, like you believed you could do it. Yep. And I think that's the thing that like changes good riders to becoming great riders is that belief that, okay, I can do this. And that's something I realized in 2018 at Croatia when I qualified second. And it was like this switch flicked in my head where it wasn't like, oh, I'm riding good. Everything's working. It's like, oh shit, I could win this. And mm. like once you think that you try harder yeah and it's just like even like subconsciously it's like why don't i always try that hard it's like if you don't believe you can do something whatever for whatever reason you don't actually give it 100 percent. like i remember sprinting out of the gate just like everything (laughs) everything every little inch and like you said it um leo gang when you won it was like you believed you could so once you have that belief that you can actually do it it becomes that much like not easier but it's like you try that a little bit harder and i think it's like you just need to find that belief. And I think that's when you get good results and consistency and start building, that belief becomes more real. But if, yeah, it's like if you don't, I don't know, it's, you got to get comfortable with like doing that repeatedly. And then yep. I feel like that's something after you became world champion as well, did that, like obviously you did it and then it was almost just like, oh shit, I can do it and I should be here. Because from that year, you know how some people get the rainbow stripes and then they kind of flounder a bit? You did yeah, the yeah. opposite. You actually... <laughs> I think you stepped up just as a rider in general. Do you feel like that was something that happened or do you, and do you reckon the rainbow stripes did that for you? Like gave you the confidence to be like, I am here. I I should be here. I'm at the top and just consecutively like riding good and getting good results. I don't know. It's like you said, that confidence is like really what I think everything we do every week comes down to mindset. Like you said, it's like 
we all train so differently. We all come from so many different places around the world. Like you can't possibly replicate somebody else's magic serum. Like it's just that's mm. not possible. You have to do it your own way. And then to do it your own way, you can do everything absolutely perfectly. But like you said, if there's even an ounce of doubt in your mind, you're not going to reach that like flow state. Yeah. And me and Matt Walker were actually talking about this because obviously he had an insane season in 2020. Mm. My my season was pretty insane, but then I crashed out in Maribor, like yeah. qualified amazing and then crashed out in finals and had to go home and sit and think about that. Yeah. And then I was sat ho- at home thinking, you know, and you start reading comments. That was where I kind of stopped paying attention to the internet because yeah. you read comments and like yeah but it was because it was wet yeah. and it got me so fired up because i was like does it does that it's wet really for everyone it's, it's wet, wet for, for everybody yeah. like what i don't understand how that's an excuse for somebody to do better than anybody else yeah. like if that is the hardest possible conditions to race in mm. then yeah. if the guy that wins he's the best in those conditions yeah, yeah. like what's the you know it's so like if mick hannah wins a pedally track it's like oh it's because it's pedally it's like that's yeah. the track we race yeah, <laughs> yeah it's because he's fit as yeah, hell and yeah. he pedals like an animal that's yeah. why he deserves to win yeah. so don't say these things to try and like yeah. bring people down so i was sat at home just fired up and found myself getting real frustrated mm. and then obviously matt's wave just came along and, and off he went like yeah. once you're and we were talking about this at Val de Sol that he was like, I don't feel like I've done anything differently this year. He said, I came in with the same preparation. Mm. I'm on the same bike, same team. I've changed nothing. And yet it's just not going for me. He was like, what do you do? Like, yeah. wait, And then you, naturally for all of us, you just start searching. You're like, well, yeah. I've clearly missed something. There's, yeah. I need to go and look for it. So you start changing bikes, settings. Like, you, we've all been there. Hey, mine, I, mine I was the black one. Mine, mine worked. <laughs> but I know what you mean, dude. It becomes, no. a, you, you just, yeah, you want to find something. You want to find yeah, a yeah. magic cure because you're like, what is it? But the thing is, it doesn't even have to work. That's, the, that's what's so amazing about your brain. Your brain is so powerful that it doesn't, the thing that you're doing doesn't have to work at all. It mm. just has to be, it just has to make sense in your head. Mm. If you're like, this is going to help. Yeah. Tomorrow you're going to get up and it's going to help you. Did yeah. the bike help you? Well, it's a placebo. Probably it's, not. It's, it's a placebo. placebo. Yeah. It's, it's massive placebo. placebo. It's, it's just a sugar pill. Like yeah. you just conv- <laughs> if you convince yourself this is going to be insane. Yeah. It's going to be insane. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. But then sometimes you'll oh I'm changing bike this is it it's insane turn up to the next again race and you qualify 20th and you were expecting a top 10 so then you're like fuck right something else (laughs) so you take off and find something else and it's just that's where I say patience you just need to sit and go right no the bike was perfectly fine at the last races when I won so why don't change it it's fine it's just me and it's just almost waiting for a few things in life to click and things in life come up that distracts you from what you're doing like you said that level of focus you need like you said, when you get you qualify second and you're like your mindset switches, yeah. you're like, Fuck, I believe it, I can do it. Yeah. But it's a focus that you add. Yeah, yeah. So then that focus takes so much energy. And if one or two things, girlfriends, bills, whatever it is, everybody has them that comes mm. in and it just takes a little bit of focus away. Oh, that's enough. The yeah. wave goes from being six foot tall to three foot tall pretty quick, you yeah. know, and it's you go from being top five to just scraping a top twenty. And we've got so many things. we've got so many things that can come into play to change that as well. Like that's like I've it's been bad lately. I've been on social media a lot, but soon every time I go away from it, every time I step away and stop reading things yep. or looking at things, my focus increases tenfold. I feel more like grounded. I feel better. As soon as I go back onto it, I'm just like, you, like you say, you start thinking about all this stuff, and you, you like, yep. you can only your brain can only handle so much um, intake a day. And if you're yep. filling it with all this garbage, how are you supposed to focus on a downhill track where there's a million different variables that can mess you up or like exactly. yeah getting even even for now man like when i was in um valdesol it was funny because i'm like when i go home i got a quarantine and i was trying to work out all this stuff with that and all these different parts and like dude you just get stressed out on that and then you're like oh fucking i've got world champs i've got a race and yeah, your yeah. brain's trying to comprehend all this stuff and like how are you supposed to focus and 
do well with that. Like, yep. it's mm. yeah. But it's just like if you can have a clean, a clean slate, and then it's it's weird once you get that. Like we're talking about like Jack Moyer at the moment, and like he's just he's found his groove, he's got his mojo, and it's just when you see it, it's yeah. just like oh, dude, like that. It's so cool to see, and it's just like, how do you, and then everyone's like searching to get there because yeah, it's yeah. like once you start being the man, it's just like you believe you're the man, and then you rock up. It's like when you race a local race at home, like do you rock up and just be like. I'm gonna win by like <laughs> I'm like like not not in a cocky yeah, way yeah, not no, like no, no, not, yeah, but, yeah. but like if I go to a state race at home I'm just like I'm like there's no question about it I'm yeah, gonna yeah. I'm gonna absolutely just and it's funny because it's not like I feel like I probably ride better at a state level than I do at a World Cup level because yeah. I go there so relaxed there's no pressure there's nothing and I just have fun on my bike like I enjoy the hot and I'm like how do I take that yep. and then bring that to a World Cup because I know as a kid like you do state level and you get really comfortable and good and then you go to national level and ooh you're a bit timid yeah, and then you get yeah, used to yeah. it and you're like oh this is fine and then you go World Cup and you're the same thing it's like yep. that progression but it's like going to a World Cup and then just being like I'm the man. And it's just, just just making it happen. Like you yeah, see yeah. people that get on a roll, like Sam Hill, Josh Bryson, Aaron Gwynn, Greg, yep. like all the guys you see them, they get into this groove. Yep. And it's these little things where they just ride comfortably and just it's just like, oh, you've 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 found it, you found that groove and it's just like how how do you get there? And then consecutive for consecutive weekends and just stay in it. Because that's another thing. It's like you say, like Matt got in the groove and then it hasn't even it wasn't even that long because when was the last race in Portugal? Yeah, it was pretty late. October. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like late October, and then we come back and race, and like he's not doing badly, but he's not winning. It's taken him a while, yeah. It's yeah. taken him a long time to get back to where he was, or mm. like where you'd argue he was, but as he hasn't went backwards. It's like yeah. everybody else has just stepped up, or like people like Loris just find their grooves. Tebow, like they just yeah. they've found their grooves now. Like, yeah, you can't just get in your groove and stay there for fifteen years. Like it doesn't <laughs> yeah. work like that. Even Sam Hill, I'm sure, had days where he absolutely smashed a run and he, he barely scraped a top twenty, and he yeah. stood there going, "Well." Yeah, I, did, I just smoke everybody by six seconds last week, yeah. and now I get smoked by six, and you do nothing differently. Like, I wonder what mind games that plays as well, because like, I know it's like when you I've found grooves, like I've done well, but I've never done to the point of like winning by large margins. But like, imagine winning by a large margin and feeling a certain way, and then going to a race the next weekend and getting like you say like fifteenth or something, you'd be like, what, like what, yeah, what, yeah. what happened? And then yeah, yeah. that can make you search as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's the whole thing of like just understanding that there's a process and there's good, bad, mm. everything indifferent. So it's like, you yep. just got to understand that and then keep moving forward. Yeah. I think as long as you can like keep that understanding where it's like, you know, like every we're doing the right things and like everything's set up for, you know, even if you're not doing how you want to, or, you know, getting the results you want, like, just knowing that they will come eventually yeah. and yeah. just i feel like that's way safer and way more effective just be like look like the process is like we're doing the right things and this will come together you just mm. need to you just need to be patient like mm. you were saying like and just the pr- wait the pro- for and it and the process like, isn't even a bad thing yeah exactly <laughs> and like once you can get to that point where you're like actually enjoying mm-hmm. the the you know the build up to it yeah. and just going through it, then that's super powerful. Yeah. I think it's just finding like a good routine as well mm. at a race. Like I know in 2019, it was funny, like I was doing the podcasting and running around like nights of before the races and stuff. Like I remember I did John Hall um, the night uh, before the Leger World Cup. And he's like, dude, you sure you want to be doing yeah. this? You've got to race a World Cup. And I was like, dude, this chills me out. Like this mm. like... Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. almost like anything to get your mind off of racing. Like all... Yeah. Like just looking back at like our team's history, like... The races where, like, 
we've just like had fun, like Leger in 2019, how we yeah, had the yeah. RC car and like every night we were just doing like, we built the little track in the yard and we were just yeah. doing like time mm-hmm. trials and racing each other. And it's like, you know, we spend so much of the day, you know, you're, you're riding, you're reviewing lines, you're walking the track, you're spinning, warming up, cooling down mm-hmm. all these little, little processes that go into building a race weekend. It's like, you know, once, once your work's done with that at the end of the day, mm-hmm. like you need something to, to get away from that. And like that, I mean, that's the biggest thing for me. It's like, you know, when I, I get done with my day and like all our work's done, like, Oh, if I needed to walk the track, I walk the track, whatever, you know, met with coach, looked at, you know, studied lines, all that sort of stuff, kind of figured out what I need to do for the next day as far as like changing stuff or improving sections. And it's like, okay, I'm done. Like, yeah, I'm not going to try and think about bikes you for the rest shut, of the night. Yeah, you know, you, like I'm just going to binge YouTube and watch surf edits, yeah, like yeah. something that just chills me out. And it's like that. And, and it's connected too. Cause it's like surfing is like my way to escape bikes mm. and i think that's super powerful in life like you you need something that you're passionate about that distracts you from your main thing in a good way i mean it's the same with you picking up golf like you know you go to the golf course and it's like all the the little stuff that you've you know stressed out about about racing so it's like you know we go to sleep thinking about racing we wake up thinking about racing it's like you need something to just go and it's like and to, forget it's like about to it. ground you again yeah and like put you on like a level where you're just like oh and then you can come back and you're more motivated because you had that reset where you were able to get away from it. I think that comes back to, you know, it's talking about like all your happiness being put down to the result on the piece of paper. If you have a weekend where like you have fun from Monday to Saturday and you're like, oh, this week's been awesome. I've had all this fun. You're like, you're not so, I guess, set on like, okay, I need a result now. Yeah, because like, in a sense you've already banked up like yeah. – You've already you already know how many positives you've yeah. had from the weekend. Yeah, exactly. But how often do like if someone message you like and you'd be like, oh, it looks like you've been having fun over there and like you'll be straight away like, oh, yeah, but I haven't been getting results or like, oh, yeah, but it could be better. Mm. And you mm. always do that when you're like, like, imagine what our lives look from someone from the outside, especially right now from people in Australia that can't even travel. And I'm just going country to country doing whatever I yeah. pretty much like. And then imagine for me to be like, if they're like, oh, it looks like you're having fun. I'm like, oh, yeah, man, but I'm not getting the results I want. You're like, shut up. Like, <laughs> like you said, that all comes if you keep chipping away at it. And like yeah. being negative doesn't, what, is, what does Biggie say? It's like negativity brings failure. So it's like no one's looking to fail. So it's just be positive with it. And like you said, it will come if you mm. keep doing, especially if you've done it. That's a big thing as well. If you've done it in the past, you know that process does work. Exactly. It just, it and it's funny time. how you can know that the process works. But then when you get in those down areas, you're still like abandon ship. Yeah, like yeah, we're yeah. changing it all up. Like everything's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because, dude, it's a slippery slope either way you go with it, like, good and bad. Yeah. Because like, well, then it can go the other way, too, where you you get complacent and you get stuck in your routine. And you're like, oh, this worked in the past, so it's a dead giveaway. It's going to yeah. work in the future where it's like Nuts. you need that variation. But it's like mm-hmm. how, do you, how do you do what's been proven for yourself yeah. but then still, you know, search for that, that 1%. That next thing, yeah. Oh, that's tricky. So I think it's like the balance between me and you is the following your heart. I'd, if we had to put it in a bracket, it's like I'm I'm a guy that's going to follow my heart. Chuck's a guy that's going to follow the fucking program. Like yeah. He is not <laughs> wavering from the yeah. program. He sets it out and he's going to follow it because then at the end of that line, he knows he's done absolutely everything he needs to. Mm. But in the past or up until now, I'm still trying to find the balance, which is where mm. being on a team with Chuck for three years has been so good because I'm mm. like, fuck. 
I could do all of that stuff so much better than I'm doing it. Yeah. Like having a routine and stuff like that. Cause I'm just a heart follower. I'll just yeah. wake up and go, oh, I feel a bit tired. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, it's but probably it's, best if I just don't ride yeah, my bike yeah. today. <laughs> and then that, you're like, well, is that helping? <laughs> yeah. But it also, it's the thing like what works for Chuck will not work mm. for you. Well, and that's exactly. what I hate when someone's like, remember when Josh Bryson was doing really well yep. and then everyone's like, Oh, but imagine if you train like Gwyn, he'd be even better. And he's like, he might quit after. Yeah, exactly. Like you, might, like, you might hate it. Like, that's the thing. You can't compare people to people and styles to styles and anything like that because no. it doesn't work. Because yeah. I'm similar to you and, like, I have a pretty, like, I have a program, but I can variate from that depending yep. how I feel. Because, like, if I wake up and it's like I should ride downhill today and I don't even want to look at my downhill bike, I know yep. it's going to be more negative me going to do something that I really don't want to do now and there's going to be more of a negative impact on me personally than yep. if I go out and ride my bike and do six or so runs. But it's like... It is, it is good sometimes to have that little bit of like discipline to be like, oh, but what happens if we're a World Cup and I feel the same? So I was like, you do need that. Yeah, but like yeah. you say, finding the balance is something that I don't think is an easy thing to do. Well, that's it. Heart it is. That's almost the two things is heart and balance because you need to have a happy heart to have a happy head. Like it yeah. all, that's all comes in that like positivity mindset. Mm-hmm. But then you need to know that you've done the work and that you look around and you think, right, I'm as fit as all of these guys so that you can just tick the box and be yeah. like, that's something... I no longer need to think about because yeah. if you are you're sat in the line and going oh fuck I missed two sessions last yeah. week like, and then that's enough that's yeah, yeah. they've just thrown 5% out the window like you've just yeah. you're wasting your time so it's just going through and ticking all of these boxes so that you know you're that you're in a good space. It is a good feeling when you like get to a race and you're like, I've ticked so many of these boxes. You're looking around and that's where you yeah, get the confidence from. Yeah, yeah. It starts building yeah. from there. And then you walk around the pits and somebody's like, oh, the bike's shit and da da da. And you're, you're walking away like, fine, all right. Yeah. Okay, well, my bike's good. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And then and you just climb the ladder yeah. as the week goes on. It's funny. Like, I, I yeah, I've gotten to the point now where, like, yeah, just like you said, when you pick up on people like complaining, you're like, oh, thanks for that. Like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Your second. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, you just basically gave away a percent to me you know yeah. like it's it's just making it easier to compete with you exactly sense, yeah. so yeah it's like oh that's another one ticked off <laughs> yeah yeah no it is you can, and you can see it like you said with people putting videos up after world champs of 2020 that was like the big thing for me was like got to the bottom of the track walk and like four of the biggest dogs in the sport yeah. that i've looked up to for so long yeah were like just bitching like yeah. i've never heard anything like yeah. it and i was like fuck walked away from there <laughs> you, like my yeah. chest was yeah. huge i was like this is amazing because yeah, like, you've just lost because they've just yeah, lost yeah lost. they've just yeah. handed me the race basically yeah. I, I just felt like all i need to do now is not crash because those yeah. guys those guys have <laughs> crashed and burned and they're only a track walk yeah. day. like it was crazy it but, does make a difference yeah but every i mean we've all been there at one point and it's funny okay. like <laughs> even you'll you like You'll be in that bad state and you know that you're in it and yeah. you're not doing anything productive yeah. for yourself, but you still are just like, <laughs> you just this keep digging. Like, like, yeah. yeah. I remember every time it would rain at a World Cup, I would literally just be like, uh, like I, 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 I had crashed before. I, ended up my, yeah, I Oh, dude. And then I started to think like, if it rains at home and I'm just riding, I actually have fun. Like it actually yeah, yeah, is yeah. quite fun. So I'm like, what? Yeah, but it, I find there's a very big difference. It's crazy how your mindset changes from like riding in the rain. Yeah. Yeah. To like racing in the lapping rain. in the rain yeah. to having to race in the rain. Yeah. And it's like, once yeah. you can bridge those two, <laughs> then that's where you can start doing well. But I um, think that all comes back, man, to just, cause in, when you're not racing, you're having fun. And when you're racing, I feel like you, for some reason your brain is yeah. like, you can't have fun and yeah. go fast where it's like, bullshit. You can have so much fun and go fast. Yeah. <laughs> and only when you have fun, um, I was in this podcast and this guy talks about um, a happy athlete's a dangerous athlete mm. because he's willing to push his body past 
like he, he he's willing to take more pain to get because yep. he's like he's his levels up here so he's got so much room to improve and to push himself where if you're negative like you think about when you hop in an ice bath if you're like just had a good day practice you've, you've just qualified second or first or whatever you're like i'm jumping in that ice yeah, and i'm enjoying yeah, it yeah, yeah. if you just got like qualified 60th just scraped in you're not feeling good on the track you're like what's the point kind of thing yeah. and then you won't do it and it's just like yeah, 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 yeah. It's, compl- it's like when everything's going well you're just like oh like you just have complete confidence that all the other stuff is working. Yeah. But then when you when you're not doing well, you're like, oh well, th- if that stuff's not, it's, it's clearly yeah. not paying off. So yeah. what's the point of yeah. doing and it? It's yeah. a bad spiral to get in. Like yeah. you won't do things like even like stretching, simple stuff. You'd yeah. be like, oh, like there's no. And then you just compounding how like the feeling yeah. is getting worse and worse. It's like when you see someone gets real hungover and then they go eat shit food as well. The next day they're like, oh, I feel sorry for myself. And they <laughs> yeah. eat shit food and then you like sleep on the couch and it's just like, what are you doing? You're kicking yourself yeah. way down. You've just jumped down the water slide too oh, first. Like yeah. you're but swooshing down. Then, it, I mean, it just goes back to what we were talking about. It's like when, when you're, when the plan's wavering from what you set it out, it's like you need to, recognize that what you've been doing has been working mm. and like you just need to be patient and stick with it and just keep doing the things i think honestly that that is what makes this sport so unbelievably difficult like yeah. imagine turning up to six or seven different tracks six or seven different conditions having the luck to not get rained on not have the track dry out not get a loose rock yeah. in your line like the amount of mm. things that are involved in this sport to do a winning race run six times over and dominate yeah. a season. Yeah. yeah like so, yeah. madness. And like for me, how you guys feel about rain is how I feel about dust. Like for yeah. years, yeah. it's only really this year that I'm starting to try and to being positive about it for a start. Like being like, no, it's fine. Yeah. It's not, it's not any different. And yeah. no, like I'm a good bike rider. <laughs> I should be fine here. And just yeah. starting with a positive mindset at least. Yeah. And these last few races in the dust have went like much better. Like yeah. I'm getting there, you know, compared yeah. to previous years. Yeah. And you guys would be the same with the rain. Like it just takes so long when yeah. you're not used to it. Like I've spent 25 years of living in the rain. Yeah. Of course I'm going to be better in the wet than you are. Yeah. Like it's just, and you're better in the dust because you spent 25 yeah. years yeah. in the yeah. dust. Yeah. Like, it's, just, doing. it's It's not, you know, it's not, hard math it's not rocket science it's, it makes perfect sense it just takes the i feel like as far as my journey with mud riding it's like <laughs> my, my my pathway <laughs> yeah well i feel like let's open the book. but you need you need those few performances to like prove to yourself that you can, you can do it yeah. because it's you know you're, you're stuck in that mindset where you're like oh it's raining okay that's that's a wasted weekend yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um but yeah the, when you start getting those those few races and just banking them up where you're like well, I, I've had a really good performance in like really gnarly wet conditions before, yeah. so why can't I do it again? And yeah. then you just like, you get another one and another one, and mm. then you just keep compounding them into, and then essentially you have like, you know, that that library of mm. performances. When, when those conditions do arise, you're like, well, even if, you know, these aren't my, these aren't the conditions that I ride in most of the time and I'm not as comfortable in them, it's yeah. like I've, I've performed in them yeah. before. So I think I bottom line is like I'm just a good bike rider. No matter where, what the conditions yeah, are, what the it, track yeah. is, anything, I'm a good bike rider. And yeah. it's like funny how you were saying before how everyone started saying oh, I was only world champion because it was raining. I just would have, been, I just would have commented and been like, I've been in the mud my whole life, <laughs> <laughs> and it finally pays off. And you pull this shit on me. Yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, you like imagine how many days you would have spent riding in the mud. I'm like, that's all work. You've all worked yeah, towards yeah. this, and it's like, 
I know you don't. You honestly don't think I'd prefer to be in the sun, like yeah. waking up <laughs> twenty degrees. You come home, you can't feel your feet. Your washing kit, like it sucks in the yeah. UK. Like, like you said, it yeah. finally. I woke up on race day and it was snowing at the top of the hill. I was yeah. like, "This is." <laughs> I've been it. training my whole this life. Is if there's ever an opportunity, this has to be it. And you yeah. still have to keep your shit together, and yeah. you still have to do the run. Yeah. So, like in, in any case like that, if the guy that wins the race is the guy that won the fucking race, yeah. like it's just the way it is. Even Tebow's run that. Um, Leger, like he he won the race and mm. his run was insane. His conditions were so hard, like mm. slippy as hell. The winners normally, fucking good winner, you know what yeah. I mean? We're yeah, all yeah, insane bike Whoever's riders. winning at the end of the day is their, the best dang bike rider yeah. that day. Exactly, like, simple yeah. as that. And, and the luck, that whether you call it luck or the weather, it doesn't matter. He still managed to perform mm. in the conditions that he was given. He yeah. didn't bottle it, he didn't crash. Yeah. So he done exactly what he had to that's do. That's another so thing because Troy, Troy went right around when he went as well and he crashed and blew it. <laughs> And, yeah, like, and exactly, Troy won the yeah. race before, and it's like, and he had the same opportunities to yep. about, and he blew it. So it's like, Lenzer hide as well for Troy. Rain exactly. came down, he, quali- he, he, he unfortunately ended up qualifying low down because of a flat tire, a bit of bad luck. Yep. Like, there's just all these things that happen that just when your time is your time, you yep. either step up to the plate and you perform, or you or you don't. Like mm. it's. But the thing with that flat tire thing as well, it's like that's on him. Like you know, yep. I, I I learned a long long time ago that like all these excuses. No one really cares about them. At the end of the day, like, you, you get what you get, but it's like, yep. oh, I didn't do well because I got a flat tire. It's like, were you running inserts? Oh, no. That's your fault. Yeah. What pressure were you running? Oh, I was running 22. You probably should run more. Like, it all comes back. Like, every negative thing and positive things that, ha- that happens to you, you create or you have a part in that. I hate when people don't do well and they start blaming all this other shit and you're like, man, that three minutes, that's all you. Yeah. And it's like, you've set your bike up exactly how you want it. You're, you've qualified exactly where you have and you're racing exactly when you are. And it's like, that is all on you. And I think that's a big thing that people, like you said, we're going to get six goes at it and it's all on you. Everything's on you. You got three minutes, go. I don't feel like we, like, I feel like we all deal with it well because obviously we do really well, but looking from the outside, like that's pretty gnarly. <laughs> like he's, I think he did a post one, one year when I was like, our total racing for the year was like 28 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, like... 2018. Yeah. Our total income or our total, um, what would you call it? Um, like workload for the, obviously yeah. you've got qualifying practice for that, but the actual thing where we are paid for racing is 28 minutes. And like, yeah. that's how many, like seven countries. Yeah. Well, what's even earlier to think about is, yeah, the races. So yeah. it's like, what what's the season this year Six, oh, six races, five, races five, or five, six? five World Cups in a but World yeah, Champs. five, yeah, five or six. six opportunities to prove your worth. And <laughs> you want a yeah. job next year? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. then and then, like we've said, you get the rain situation. Like there's so many scenarios that come up that you just you just have to take on like head first. Like you don't get a choice for them. It's yeah. just the 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 opportunities that we have are so so slim and so short. Mm. And that's where it's hard to be patient when it's not yeah. going right because you've constantly got that in the back of your head. Yeah, it's a roller You know coaster. for a fact at the end of the year the team might just slap the thing down and go, "Sorry, you're out." You know, yeah. like you need to go and find something else. So it's when you've got all that pressure that lands on 28 minutes. It's mm. fuck, it's and it can change like that as well. Like yeah. after um, Leo Gang when I crashed and didn't qualify. Like, obviously, all these, like, oh, like negative stuff starts, like, the season's done, overall's done, all this in my head. And then go to Leger and get the rain and get six, and then all the top guys. Yeah. Went, and I was yeah. like, okay, we're back. Yeah, like, yeah. It was just, like, just like that. Just instantly. Yeah. But it's like, it's funny how it's like, it can change. It, like, it could change. Like, imagine here, Tebow could get a flat tire first race, no points. It could well, that's two the thing we've been, I've, I keep asking Loris, I'm like, could, like, is the overall doable? And he's like, well, like, Tebow's basically a race out. And I'm like, dude, one. One flat tire yeah. in a race run, you're right there. Yeah. Like, 
And that's that's not impossible. Like, no, that's like, the thing. And, and then once you get that mindset, it's like like once you when you're not cha- when you're chasing, I feel like it's easier yeah. because yeah, yeah. you're putting everything in. When you're being chased, you're like, I can't fuck up. That's exactly what I was going to say. Watching at World Champs, somebody said to me at the bottom, like, I can't help it because Tebow was not riding like Tebow at World Champs. When I seen him at Val de Sol, every time I seen him, I was like, he just doesn't seem, mm. he doesn't seem his usual self. And he's, I mean, he crashed twice in his race run. So you do wonder, I've never been in a title fight and obviously I hope to be in one one day. But if you're in that position where you're rolling it in the last round or two with a number one board on your bike, I can't even imagine the pressure of that. Mm. Like you say, when you're being raced to then have a mindset to keep attacking is obviously ideal because it's, yeah, that's, that's it's way safer well, to be much safer. As soon as you switch and go, fuck, right, I'm a points out. All Defensive, I need to do yeah. is qualify. Basically, all he has to do is qualify and finish two races yeah. and he wins the thing. Yeah. So, like, do you go to that but mindset? That fucks you so it bad. does fuck you. That's what I mean. Well, but, and I can imagine being in a title fight unless you're just absolutely going for it and you're like, I want the rainbow stripes too, which obviously does to a certain extent. But I could imagine being in a title fight, you get to world champs where it's like you're doing this rate. Like obviously he's more focused on the, the on overall. The so it's like too. you're you're at the gnarliest track. We've the gnarliest track I've ever raced in my World Cup yeah, career. And yeah. I think a lot of people would agree, say the same. With an extra day of practice, just such a gnarly weekend overall, and then you're at a race that's not not directly completely void. With yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. you're essentially you're just risking your life for a race that's like where you're thinking on the overall and you're like, I'm here at this race, like mm. doing all this stuff. And like, obviously the rainbow stripes is huge and you're going last as well. But yeah, yeah. it's just like, I, I could imagine being in that scenario where I'm like, man, like I'm, I'm worried about the overall. Like, I just want to get like this weekend is it's an opportunity to get hurt, ruin the overall this mm. and that. But then as soon as you think like that, that's yeah, when you for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You but I, I'm just saying like, those kind of things would I could see most definitely creeping into your mind. That's the thing. We're sat here, though, and you ha- we have... I mean, the fans think they know us because they follow us on Instagram and stuff. You will never, ever understand what we're... Each one of us are thinking in our heads. And mm. Tebow's in that... He's in the, Nobody's ever been in his exact position before. Nobody's ever had his parents. Nobody's ever had his yeah. upbringing. He is completely unique. Yeah. Nobody knows where his mindset is yeah. at right now. So you can't... You just can't judge. That's what's so cool about the sport as well. You just sat back. You're like, I have no fucking idea what's yeah. going to happen here. This yeah. could be unbelievable. <laughs> or it could just go, oh. Like, yeah. you just don't know. It's cool to watch. Like, it's, I remember here in 2019, like, dude, I remember watching oh, that. that an, insane like, race. I remember just watching the end of it. And I'm just like, this is so cool. Like, we've got, like, these two guys that have battled all year that have both, like, stepped up each time yeah. and, like, matched each other. So you've got that going on. You've got Charlie coming in the mix as well, being in there messing it <laughs> messing yeah. up a lot. So you've got, you got one of your mates that is doing really well in a home country. You've got these two battles going on. And then you've got a complete dark horse, Danny Hart, that decided the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. decided in the last minute of the race. Yeah. So a whole year got yeah. condensed down to one minute. And he was, like... Everyone thought it was over because he was down by like almost a second. Yeah, he pulled yeah, it yeah. back at yeah, yeah. like two seconds in the last minute. And you're like, what the what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, yeah. That was. I remember watching that man, and I was just like, yeah, that that yeah that that race and that whole like story ending was so cool to see. And just to be a part of that, like be in it and watching it, you're like, this yeah. is cool. This see, sport. that's the thing. I feel like over the last few seasons, like I've just gained such a respect for the sport, and it's yeah. like, man, like the, people don't realize like the the top 60 dudes on a finals day are so dang good. (laughs) And like just thinking back on like my short career from like when I started to now, I'm like, man, there are so many good guys. Like I feel like, yeah, it used to be, you know, where there was like that kind of top 
top 20, top 30 that were kind of that level up. And then now it's like, man, everyone is so good. Yeah, and then it's dense. Yeah. That's you, the thing. You, st- you stop outside the track to look at a line. It's the worst thing you can do at a World Cup. It doesn't matter what Especially, plate number yeah. or whatever. Yeah. They come through and number you're Number board like, 100 comes through and makes you feel like you're yeah. crawling. Yeah. And you're, like, you're sat outside the track going, fuck, I don't know what to do. Like, Dude, I can't stop Sunday mo- like all race morning. I hate stopping on the yeah. side of the track because everyone is going so fast and just like, all right. Especially when you see people that are like, I qualified so much quicker than you and you're going that fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're like... <laughs> What am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's going on here? You can't see yourself. You see a video and it just doesn't compare. Like, you just no, it doesn't make. You're, yeah, you're, it's just a war. It's oh. a battle. It's warfare with your own yeah. head for a whole week. Which is why, again, this race this week we've got. It's never been done. We've never had six days back to back. Yeah. Like, are we going to get two different tracks? We're not very oh, sure. Maybe one similar. No, run, not like, really. I, I walked it the other day, and I think the top's going to be slightly altered for both of them, and the bottom's going to be slightly altered, but the middle's just all the same. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, that's I think, it's a I think. completely unique event with like, you know, all these fucking things that come. I think I, I, honestly, I like it. Like, I have, haven't done it yet, but I like the idea. Like, <laughs> like I love, I love your stuff, man. <laughs> I like it. No, but you think about like coming to America. Like, it's, it is a big thing to move and come bring it all here. So I'm like, getting two shots. It's almost like not takes the pressure off, but it's just like it feels worthwhile being here for that like that amount of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I I think it'd be cool to have two separate, completely separate tracks. Yeah. Would be ideal, yeah, yeah. but. It's kind of it's probably going to make the fourth day like if you have the race and the fourth day if it's the same track a lot of people can just kind of yeah, chill, yeah. chill. Well, that's what I was saying. I'm like, obviously, it would be better the more variance there is between the two tracks. But it's like if the second track is quite similar to the first one, at yeah. least that that fourth day you can you know do a few runs, ride ride the new sections, yeah. get that dialed in. But then the rest of the track you're like just chilled, three yeah. days on it. Yeah, and that's it. Like it's a big thing because I've only done like a national champs and Oceana's champs back to back. And that was similar. It was like six days and it's weird to build up to race speed and then drop and then drop back it down and then build it up again. That Mm. was weird because you feel so shit on the track the next day because like race pace is like a different speed and you can't just go straight back to that. You've got to build back up again. But then when you build back up, you just feel terrible because you're like, I was gapping that and landing there. And now I can't even get over this. Like, you're like, Oh shit, I got to build up all over again. But I think it'll be good though. I mean, I, I feel like myself, like my personality, like I like kind of type two fun. Yeah. Where it's like when you're in it, you're like this, this is brutal. But then you look back and you're like, that was pretty sick. Yeah. Even like thinking the world champs, like how our entire team every morning, we were just like, man, we are so smoked, like such a gnarly track, (laughs) extra day of practice. And we were like, we knew like er no one's waking up in the morning being like, oh, I feel awesome today. Like everyone's like had a crash, you know, legs are sore. Like it's just that it's just the way it goes. And like, Dude. you just need to, people don't can't grasp un, like understand how gnarly that track actually is. Me and Rico just hit a stop on the side. Was that like day two or something? And we just stopped and we're just like, we're just like trying to figure out a line and we're just, cause we want to miss these holes and we're just sitting there. And then Greg comes past just like going way too fast and stops. And cause we, we always yell dad at him when he rides past and he just started laughing and stopped. And then he's like, what are you guys doing sitting here? And then this guy from um, the side of the tracks, like they've been sitting there for like 20 minutes. <laughs> just calls us out. <laughs> and we're like, we're not going to deny that. <laughs> um, no, like, even Greg came past and it, it to be fair, he looked like a bit of a passenger. Yeah. Like he, was, he was going so fast, but he was just loose as hell. So when he burst out laughing, he was like, yo, I stopped because of laughing. And we were like, no, you yeah. didn't. You stopped because you can't you, you wanted an excuse yeah. to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't lie. That was a perfect excuse. Because that's that, that part, like where the rock wall is, that's where I like, that's the first spot when I'm like, 
oh shit. Like yeah, that's yeah. when you like yeah. hands start to go up until there, you're pretty good. And then you yeah. get to there and you're like, Whoa. what before the big step down? Yeah. 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 That like awkward tight bit, yeah. I reckon right there. And then you got that triple double thing. When I land that, I'm just like, Oh, see, it was, it was for me, it was at like five seconds later to do the step down. And then you have that like two seconds of that straightaway before you just hit the roughest thing <laughs> yeah. ever. Like PTSD, you're just like, you hit that step oh, down bro. and then you're going to that next section. You're like, uh, I am so cooked <laughs> and there's so much track left. Oh, that, we've been talking this about coach. So like the lack of science in our sport is, is pretty disturbing actually. Like we, we have no idea. Chris has been, he's been reading some papers recently, hit me with some stuff where it's like the vibrations and the impacts that you take on a downhill bike. Okay, you, like motocross is so, so gnarly because they do it for so much longer, like 40 minute motos, yeah. two times a day. But like they have double our suspension. The dirt's really soft. The, bumps form very differently yeah. like we are so square edge and i think almost bike development's like so it's just been the same for so long we keep going stiffer and more progressive it just yeah. makes it even harsher yeah and then you have six days of just slamming things you know <laughs> like you get no rest from it and you are you're sat at night just like you know when you get those muscle twitches like yeah, things yeah. are just tweaking everywhere and yeah. you're you're lying there like, is this really worth yeah, it? I'm like, geeking. Uh, yeah, you oh, just man. tweak it. And there's nothing you can do about it. Chris is like, honestly, just ice bath and eat carbs. And you're yeah. like, come on, there must be something I need more else. Than that. you got to give me a better thing to feel oh. good. You're going to have to give me more. And well, he- especially, too, the way that just how you look at a World Cup weekend. Like, it's it's gnarly and there's not a lot of rest. Like, you think of the first day, how gnarly that is. You get entire days of practice, time training that goes to, like, 5.15. By the time you get back to the pits, get your stuff off spin you know go for an ice bath or whatever it's like you get back to the place and it's like seven o'clock you haven't even eaten dinner and then yeah dude the the four days of an actual world cup is full on like we like you said our our work time is like 28 minutes but Mm. the months and months and months of prep you do and then the actual days of work they are brutal like i feel like i've got a hard job when you're doing those four days but like you say you get a good result at the end of it you look back and you're like "Ah." yeah it's worth it so bad (laughs) When, when i was like um I was talking to Martin Whiteley about this, and he's like, "You don't get paid to race; you get paid for all the stuff building up to a yeah, race. Yeah. Racing's a bit you." Well, that's the way that's the way I like to look at it. It's like you get to a race, like that should be like the cherry on yeah, top, yeah. like the easy part, yeah. where yeah. it's like, I mean, you've just like I normally start training in November, so yeah. it's like you know you've had you know you six the- eight months of work, work at home yeah, yeah, before yeah. you even get to there. So it's like you get there, and then it's like, yeah, that this should be the part where you get to enjoy it, and like see the fruits of your labor yeah i think that's when you like inner kid needs to come out and think back to be like i just wanted to, i would i would pay thousands of dollars for a bike i would convince yeah. my parents to drive me hours yeah, yeah, just yeah. so i could race my bike mm, yeah. and now suddenly because that all gets paid for and covered it's just like oh we've got to like not not complaining about it but doesn't have the same kind of taste as it used to have when you like realistically like when you get to a place like this you should be like i get to go like how good's that feeling when you just want to go ride your bike oh like gotcha. you just yeah, like yeah. you just yeah. like don't care about result racing anything is like i'm just gonna go have fun and that's like something that i like you need to consciously be aware of like hey look what i get to do look where i get to do it this is fucking awesome and then results always come always come yeah i mean even like we're saying the aches and pains of a race week like when your week's going well and you're super confident when do you ever feel aches and pains? Yeah, yeah. You're just yeah. on a cloud, you're floating. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's easy. Your legs, aren't, your legs aren't sore. Yeah, I'm skipping the ice bath today. I yeah. don't even need it. Like I'm going to go so And then you're racking down in 40th, 50th place when you want to be top 10 and it's just your body feels heavy and it yeah. just sucks. It's, That's all but it's honestly today. so crazy. I mean, it's, it's at the end of the day too, we need to sit back and be like, 
as hard as tough as we think we have it, man. We live such oh, a blessed yeah, yeah, life. Yeah. Oh. So and even this morning, I was sitting out there in the sun, sifting a coffee, yeah. and like we were in Europe like yeah. two days ago, yeah. Yeah. and it's all paid, like you say, paid for. You jump on a flight, you bomb over here, and you're in a sick accommodation, mm. amazing view, sipping on coffee, like mm. perfectly. Everyone's able, here, breathing out. fresh air. Everybody's happy. You're yeah. like, it actually yeah. doesn't get any better. But yeah. like you say, it's when you're so focused on that performance, it's so hard to then allow yourself a cut off to yeah. go and enjoy where you yeah, are. Yeah. But it is important. You oh, need to super do important. You need to do it. How often do you catch yourself out? and you'll be like something will come out that's like barely even an inconvenience like oh we can't get into the hotel until this time or something like oh yeah and you're like like, it it just seems like such a big deal and you think back and you're like oh what i can't get into the hotel that i didn't even pay for and it's like for an hour like something but it's like i I, do feel like you catch yourself i catch myself all the time like i know the other day something happened which was like so insignificant and i was like oh and then i like stopped and i was like who cares like who gives a shit like it's all still gonna play out yeah. good it's just one little inconvenience but there's so many things you can look at like that like even i was thinking about this when i was gonna like every time we come here we lose our bags but that luckily this time we we're on one direct flight so it was like surely the chances are pretty mm. slim but then p lost his bag so i was like you can definitely lose your bag and then i was sat there getting fired up before i even left imagining yeah. that my bags go missing and then i was like yeah. wait a minute I'm, i might smell for a few days like, yeah why does it matter that's it i'll, no, go, I'm not, I'll go buy some new clothes yeah i'm not gonna <laughs> die like it's gonna be fine i can yeah. still eat i'm gonna have a place to go to sleep like it's you really oh. put well, life in like, the perspective yeah. Yeah, so important. I mean, I need to give you credit for the the plane flight over here. Reese somehow misplaced his, or someone else missed. Somehow, Reese ended up losing one of his custom painted helmets in the airport <laughs> in Zurich, and like obviously was bummed about it as he should be. But like, I was looking at Reese handling it and being like, "Man, if that was me, I don't think I would be as as yeah. laid back as he is right now." Like, I. I gotta give you props for how you yeah. handle that because like but dude i always say this to people would you would you rather have a lost helmet and feel like shit or just have a lost helmet and feel good yeah exactly like yeah you, the you, feel, it's your choice like you it's said your it's choice. your choice you, you might as well just if the helmet's gone I've, i went outside i tried to find it it's not there yeah there's nothing else i can do about it yeah. like you said you can sit and think oh it's really bad oh it's really bad but it's just yeah. gonna make the rest of your day really yeah. bad so yeah, it's like yeah. once i'd convinced myself it was gone the next thing actually was there was custom cheek pads in it that I didn't fit my other helmet so I like I got over it I was like oh it's fine it's fine it's fine and I was sat there looking at the other helmet and I was like fuck my cheek pads <laughs> so I sat for about another hour like oh it's really bad and then I slapped myself again and was like fuck it it's fine let's figure it out oh dude that's funny it's funny how stuff like that will sometimes like work out better in the long run like like this is like just a random little example like my um and this is because I'm lucky on a good team, but like my GoPro got stolen from Leger. And I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, I was like bummed. My backpack and my GoPro got stolen. I was like so bummed. And then um, lucky enough for me, um, Patrice is like, oh, I've got a nine you can have. And I was just like, I know that's like lucky for me because I'm on the yeah, team, yeah. but I was just like, could look at it as such a negative, but obviously, and I'm probably just claiming it in insurance and whatever, but you yeah, could yeah. just dwell on that and get so, like I was a bit annoyed because I hate people stealing stuff. Yeah, but yeah, it's just like, yeah. you can look at that as being such a negative and dwell on it, or you can just like next thing move forward. Like it's, as soon as you accept what's happened, and you realize you can't change the outcome of it, then you just start working towards something better. And I was yep. like, okay, let's like just erase it from your memory and next next thing. 
Unless you're doing something dumb and you just need to learn a lesson from it. <laughs> yeah, no. Did you leave it somewhere? Or like, how'd you, how'd you lose it? Well, we have no thing. idea because we took two vehicles there. There was two vehicles, but we were being, we were being very friendly. We were being very team environment-esque. We were like, just got there, efficient as hell. Everybody just grabbed any bag. Doesn't matter if it was yours, you know, just help a brother yeah, out. Yeah. So we pulled all the bags out, laid them all on the tarmac, and just kind of picked any bag up that was in front of you and put it on a trolley. Yeah. So we didn't actually have like Katie yeah, like Charlie's I, helmet. No one had their, their bag. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's all. So nobody was keeping an eye on it so I just I was holding two helmet bags or put two helmet bags in a trolley so I was like sweet that I had to yeah. so surely if Charlie had one as long as he put one in a trolley we're yeah, good yeah, yeah. got inside and I was like I was looking around at helmets so I was like definitely missing one here <laughs> so we got checked in and shit and I thought if anything it's been left outside run outside it wasn't there so oh. we genuinely have no idea where it went but well, I, it. I think we left it out in the pavement and somebody might have snagged it, it there was a lot of people with like cycling tops and stuff that probably knew what was going on but you hate to think somebody would actually do that but who knows? Yeah. It's gone now. I, People do I it. don't know. What's I've someone going to do with a custom painted rocket Volvo helmet? Wear it in the <laughs> wear it in the hood, man. Look, pimp. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Um, speaking about the whole team thing, how did like how is the dynamic on the whole team? Because I think it's well, I'm I'm low key on the team. I don't know. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. The you're, paperwork you're the, hasn't right? <laughs> the, the paperwork hasn't come through yet, but <laughs> I'm definitely part of the team. <laughs> Wait, waiting on the offer. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah. Me and Sandra, we've, 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 yeah, we've talked. My people are talking to your people. <laughs> you guys just come downstairs, and I'm just like, like sleep on the pool table on the podcast. <laughs> You're like, is Dean not going? Just keeping the members rolling. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think yeah, we we actually talk about this a lot, and it's like we are so blessed to have the team dynamic that we do, where literally every single person, like everyone, gets along. Yeah, you like you see a lot. There's a lot of teams in the paddock where it's like, you know, you know, like oh, these two guys are homies, but like he doesn't really like this guy on the team, yeah. or you know what I mean? There's always like, there's always that division and kind of animosity within the teams, um, and they, you know, they all still function and get the job done. Um, but yeah, we we don't have like any of those quarrels within the team which is amazing and and such a different variety of people as well like not only riding styles but like backgrounds personalities everything i always think that's like you think about world cup how many different cultures people ideas everything is just mixed together and then you've got to compete against each other and then yet everyone's still just homies and it's like how is that it's such a mixing pot of people and it's just like it all works somehow the challenge of getting 15 people in a room from chances are 15 different countries yeah. <laughs> 15 different backgrounds and having them all get on amazingly yeah. is so difficult and that's what one of the things i think team managers really really overlook like like we've said finicky athletes when it is like all it is is tiny mental percentages and you just think it's okay because they've got good he's got good results and he's got good results if we put them together yeah that's two good sets of results <laughs> it's gonna be amazing it's a simple thugonomics it doesn't work like that like it, it almost starts as we're a we're a rolling family on the road for six six months you know yeah. we, li- we live together we have to share bedrooms a lot of the time mm. you eat together you travel we're in the gondola together you practice together we're basically brothers i, I spend more time with this team than i do with my sisters at home yeah like you live together so if you don't that's almost step one is finding people that get along together and that can work together mm. for the greater good like yeah. it's life really isn't it it's you have to get on like that because i always think about that if you're on a team and then they're like oh we're looking at this rider but if you're like that's that's not gonna gel yeah, like exactly, that's really not yeah. gonna work it's like why don't team managers sit down at the end of every year and you have a team meeting and be like right guys you know like i know mm. it's not that simple all the time but it's, it's almost what needs to be done you can't just grab a cat throw it in a room of mice and it's, you know, yeah. it's not gonna like you need yeah. to be smart with it like 
it was difficult. Really yeah, it's, difficult. it's cool, like, how, like, when I'm leaving for a trip, I'm not like, oh, I got to go hang out with these guys. I'm yeah. like, oh, I get to go see the bros. Like, yeah. it's been so long, and, like, I can't wait to, like, see the antics that happen, like, all the yeah. good times. Um, and, I mean, it was, I mean, you know, from Intense, like, it, it was the same thing. Like, we just, we were such a good, tight-knit family. Yeah, and it, was we just, easy. it was just Everything just worked. Yeah, it does. It makes it so much easier. Like it's, it's all like you said. It's, it's difficult when it's not going well. So when you can add a group of people together that you really get on with and you're excited to go and see, and you're not sat there looking at other teams going, "Fuck, the grass looks way greener yeah. over there." Because then, like you said, that's another massive mental switch. Like you need to be so so happy. And mm. this is one of the first. I think this is the first team in, in my career that have. When it comes to race season, I'm like, I can't wait to get on the yeah. plane and go see the boys. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's never been like that for me. So, yeah, these last three years, it just gets better and better and better. Yeah. And we were saying this last night with Loris joining the team, like him and Pierre, the two new people coming in, a group of 14 or 15 that have been together for three years. It, it's intimidating for them. Mm. And I don't think you really take that into consideration. And he's just like been slowly cracking open this trip because we've been spending <laughs> so much time together. And he's quite shy. And now he's like, he's coming out of shell. And yeah. we've been like, last night, we we're having such a laugh. Like, it's re- it is, it's really, really good. I guess the language barrier is a massive part of that yeah, as well to come, to come into play. Because yep. I know that, like, for me, I love my team, but the language barrier is, like, it is a tricky th- thing to, like, really connect with someone. Absolutely, it, it yeah. is from another country, but... Well, and you, you had a good perspective on it, too, because we've talked about this before, and it's, like, not only the language barrier, but I'm sure it takes a lot of energy from Loris to just constantly sit there and talk to us yeah. in his... In a, a language that's not his yeah. own language. Dude, I got so much respect for that because, like, yeah. I have, I don't, like, I don't know any French, and yeah. I hate it. I hate it, and I need to learn because it's like I could bitch and moan as much as like, oh, because like, they all speak English. So I'm, yeah, like, yeah, I'm the yeah. one that hasn't tried here. Yeah, and like, how can I be annoyed at them, especially when you're in France? Yeah, it's yeah. Like you're in their country speaking English, and then you get annoyed because oh, everyone's speaking French. It's just like, man, learn some French. Yeah, like, yeah, and then like, yeah. yeah. But it is, it is, yeah. It's so tricky when you like okay, you've got to join this team and they're going to con- speak a completely different language and just the brain power to comprehend and actually understand everything that's going on while you're also trying to compete is like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then beat yourself on top yeah. of that. And like, I couldn't imagine like... Imagine how hard it would to be yourself in another language. Well, exactly. <laughs> it's hard I, I, to be yourself in English. It's funny, I keep start, I've started to do that a lot this year. Like, with Chris, he can speak French. So I'll say to Chris, like, What's what's kind of Loris's personality in French? Like, is because I I can imagine like you've just said it. Trying to put my personality into French, you just sound like a robot. But so like I can imagine for him it's the same. Like we don't actually know Loris. We only know the English side of him. Like yeah. So it is something you need to really think about a lot when you're speaking to someone like Thomas Estac. I was lucky to have when I was on that team uh, Paul with me from home who was Scottish. So it's like I had one person I could go to and it was insane how much time me and him would spend together. And Thomas was amazing, so funny, great in English and they tried really hard to speak English but that was the first year where I was like, wow, this is, that is a thing. Like being in that language barrier can really change. Oh, it's massive, Really change the outcome. Yeah, and I think that's probably a reason I probably come in like linger, linger in the the trek fits a lot because like, if everyone's speaking French and even if I did know a bit of French, it's still so hard when they, cause they speak obviously so fast. Yeah. Like when you get a group of people, imagine five people all speaking French oh, really yeah, quick. Yeah. And like, and I'm just like, even if I could comprehend a fair bit of it, like even cause Marshy, you know, he can understand a fair bit of French. Yeah, he yeah. can't speak that much, but he can understand a fair bit. Even he's just like, it's too, like it's so fast and so hectic. It's just like, it's yeah. too much. So I'll be there. and I'm like, I'm going to bounce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it is, a, it is a massive thing that I think it, that's another thing people don't 
think about like the, like you see this small portion of a race weekend and all that and like you said not only the track but then the team and then all these other things that come into play the f- even the food like you think yeah, about we just came to america that's it, yeah and how different the food is in america to how different the food is in europe yeah like even just like coming from switzerland we're like you buy a bit of cheese and it's like 50 euros for this tiny little bit. Then you come to America and it's just like, you buy whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. Book of it. Oh, and just like the, the difference in like the countries we actually travel to. Cause like everyone always compares this to motocross, which like, well, it's, it's like, they just say, for example, when you go, Oh, we only have 10 races or eight races. And everyone's like, Oh, but motocross is 20. I'm like, yeah, but it's all in America. Yeah. And they fly home after every weekend. I was like, I haven't been home for coming up four months and we travel to how many different countries that speak how many different languages in how many different, like... The, the, the different beds, like yeah. sleep from the most important thing ever, the pillows in Europe are ass. Ooh. Take, take <laughs> your own... Do you, do, you, do you not take your own pillow? Yes, he did. He's lost three of them. <laughs> <laughs> I've left all three oh, of them. It was so funny because I, I, I forget pillow everywhere I go now and someone said to me the other day, but isn't it annoying to travel with? And I was like... What do you mean? It's a pillow. I sleep on it when I travel. <laughs> and then when I get there, I put it on my bed and sleep on it again. It's like the best thing to it's travel like with. It's like a teddy bear, really. Oh. Like you need a pillow. You bring like it on the plane so with you? Important. Yeah, for sure. I got four seats on this plane, put my pillow down, slept like the whole time. So like I'm just, oh. <laughs> oh. Honestly, <laughs> that, yeah, a pillow is number one thing to travel with for sure. Oh. Jimmy's crib's got two of mine now. <laughs> I'm going to go back and bust his ass <laughs> next year. Get him back. Who's Jimmy? <laughs> the guy at Leo Gang. The mouse catcher. <laughs> no, it is. There's, there's so many factors. And then again, you say that language barrier, there's only so many teams that you look at where you're like all English or like all speak English like as a first language. Well, even, even so then you're like, there's 20 guys want to be on those three teams. Yeah. So it makes it even more stressful again because that's mm. where you want to be. When you look at Commons as well, they're obviously a majority French team and like everyone's comfortable. Yeah. Everyone speaks French. I think they've got Canadian junior. One Canadian junior, yeah. yeah. So does he speak any French? I don't like know, French, but it's just like I know. I know when I think George went was writing for them, and he even told me it's like it's just it's so French, and I feel like I'm feeling a bit of that now. It's like, yep, and I don't, yeah, it's just like that thing where it's like if you're on a team where it's majority English or majority French or whatever you speak, it just makes everything just that much smoother. Like you feel more part of the whole thing. So, but yeah, it's, yeah, definitely, it's a yeah. fact that people do not look at, but. You got, so if you couldn't, yeah, if you couldn't understand your own parents at home, like how how fed up would you be? You know, your your siblings at home, like we said, it's it's a rolling family for seven six mm. seven months of the year, and then shit's just lost in translation as well. Communications yeah. like number one, yeah, yeah. You, you miss out on stuff. You, yeah, it's and that's it the thing, like you said, factor. like sitting down and having like a team meeting is something that I think we like we haven't really done that this year, and I really think like that that should be like after every race because I think a few teams do do stuff we like spoke that. Spoke about this, yeah, like. Yeah. Sun, or after the race night, we all sit down. What can we do better? What do we do wrong? And like, just just sit down, even if it's half an hour. Everyone, yeah. everyone gets go around the circle, put your hand up. What did you like? What didn't you like? Write it down, work it out. It's like yeah, yeah. sounds like a real basic thing, but mm. we haven't done it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You guys probably yeah, have yeah. done something similar, but we're lucky enough that we're pretty, we're all pretty vocal. Like, yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I'm, if I, something's wrong, I'm pretty good at standing up and being like, I don't like this. Yeah, 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 we'll, we'll discuss it. We'll, you'll find two or three other people on the team that agree. And then you're yeah. like, right, let's take this to management. <laughs> just make take sure you're not the only one. You just like slide that in. Just Chuck, like, Chuck will be like, nah, Reese. And I'm like, fuck, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How funny is that when you think something, you're like trying to get people on your side, but you don't want to just straight up ask them. So you're like, so what do you guys feel about the new masseuse? And then he checks like, oh, he sucks. Like, yeah, yeah, he does suck. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, we know, I was cruising through Instagram last night and I found a rider and we're like, oh, yeah, well, it's, a, it's a shame it's a bit of a dick. And he was like, nah, nah, 
it's good. And I was like, oh, yeah, I think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Just like putting the feelers like, see what you're saying. First. <laughs> it literally went like, he like pulled up a picture and he was like, oh, we don't like this guy, right? And I was like, nah, he's sick. Reese's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I didn't think he was sick. It, to be fair, it was a motocross rider. It wasn't oh, anybody yeah, yeah. in I was like, I was like, who is it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wasn't going to ask that. It was a motocross rider. So, yeah, I, I asked it. I knew, I thought he was cool, but I had a feeling in the back of my head that Chuck had said he wasn't cool, like he was a bit of a dick in the past. Was, so when I seen him, I was watching his video, and I was, I was thinking in my head, this is sick. Like, he's got cool stuff. <laughs> Who's the guy? Who's the guy? <laughs> so I was going to ask him, GD, Justin Marshall. Oh, okay, okay. Because I was like, he's, he's, he's looking do you, rad. Do you find that crazy? I always find this funny because there's like motocross riders that I look at, I'm like, don't like you, like you, like you've got your favorites. You've got we don't like and you think about it we've made that decision of you don't know them exactly yeah. of these little instagram clips and these little interviews and all that yeah and i saw this or heard this yeah, or exactly, this guy yeah. said this about it's him like, like yeah and your whole yeah your, your how you view that person has been broken down into these little interactions online you've never met them in person never chatted to them and then it's like i like him i don't like him and then i think about us we're broken down the same way to people and it's just like what do you ha- like? What do you do to be liked, and what do you like? Things that make people like you also be hated by other people, and such. Like I think this. Like I know now that you can't play that game of like what people want. You've got to be yourself, and yeah. if people like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't, and yeah. who cares? But it is a funny thing how it's like little, like little tiny things can determine. Like it's so funny when I'll do something, and then you get someone be like, "Oh yeah, man, I wasn't sure about you, but now like now, now you're a real straight shooter. Yeah, I yeah. like you." I'm like. That's what it took. Yeah, like, yeah. It took yeah. like what I did a whip or something, or like yeah. I did like said something that it's like, and it, it can change people's minds. So. And it's all this, the amount of times it's out of context as well. I've I've oh. just been calling Instagram and the internet in general now to me is just a toxic wasteland. Oh, like I just, oh, it's disgusting. I, have, I want nothing to fucking do with it. Like it's it's a horrible place. Did you see the pink bike hate I got? Did you see? You no, know? I saw your story you that you see? posted. Oh, I didn't dude. go look at it. I, wish um, I didn't yeah. want to go there. <laughs> I got like full like. Not as bad as Amory with the corn roast thing, mm-hmm. but I got shit canned on Pink Bike because it and it was so random. It was in the results <laughs> of Lenzahide, and I was like, if all the places. So anyway, someone tagged me and um, put up a story and tagged me, and I was like, what's this? So I wake up after the race the next morning, go on Pink Bike, scroll down. The t- first comment on the results is. Dean Lucas doesn't believe in COVID. He thinks it's a hoax and we're all sheep for following the government's orders. Um, go everyone else. And he's like, I don't know how his sponsors can allow him to speak like this. And like, I was like, what? Uh, what is that based off of? I put up a thing on um, my story saying how healthy like eating. healthy eating, <laughs> exercise, connecting, being out in the sun, all this should be um, part of the solution to fixing COVID. Yeah. Not like I'm all like vaccines are fine, but I think you should look at, so like I mean, more. you're vaccinated. Exactly. <laughs> Apparently someone in America commented underneath this is just like, he keeps preaching about how he's unvaccinated and convincing other people not to get vaccinated. And I'm like, I'm, I was like, this is just lies now. Like, it, well, it's all lies. But then, dude, people like jumped on the bandwagon and were just like, obviously read this guy's comment and thought that was like the truth. And then they were like, fuck Dean Lucas and like douche Lucas and all this stuff. Like gnarly, man. Like heaps of people just roasted me. And I was like, oh, this isn't great. Like I was like, I, I, I found it funny because it was lies and I was like promoting health. So I'm like, I'm not going to backpedal off prom- yeah, promoting yeah. health, but it was just, dude, I couldn't believe like the amount of hate. And then a few people backed me up and then they got shredded by these other people and like just, just angry people. And, like this one guy that just kept posting stuff about it. Um, 
what do you what do you say? Um, I got compared to Jake Paul as well. Don't know if that was an insult <laughs> or a compliment. It was so random. But one guy like that must have been a horrible twenty minutes. When oh, you dude, no, I was just looking that. at one you guy. You should have just depth though. Oh, I thought I do honestly. It, would, it did make me laugh just because like when you see like lies and you're just like, I'm not even going to try and defend myself here because there's yeah. no point fighting with idiots. But one guy. Um, pretty much said like don't come home like stray is better off without you and all this stuff and i was like that's harsh and then um then afterwards because i posted i did a story on instagram saying like i do believe in it this is what i meant and reposted what i yeah, posted yeah, I saw that. and then he, he commented again he's like he's backpedaling now and like he's he's going back on what he said and all this stuff and, and then he like tagged me in pink bike comments and he's just like what do you have to say and like listed all these things and i'm like so now you want to have a discussion with me after you've just told me to like get fucked and that yeah. I don't shouldn't come home to Australia and now you just be like, but what do you think about this? And I was like, why would I talk to you when like that's the biggest thing? Well, now. that's the thing. At the end of the day, all those people that are trying to stir you up, like they just want they, they just want, want a response. They want attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want like they want to grab you and that's but but this is I find it so crazy on like social media, Instagram, and all this stuff where it's like someone will like message you and just call like if they don't agree with something and call you an idiot or just insult you and then you'd be like let, let, let's have a conversation about it why do you feel that way and they won't do it they yeah, won't yeah. have a debate with you about how they feel they'll just throw anger and insults at you and then you actually try to have a discussion with them and they just like back off and it's like i always find that funny because i was gonna um message the guy and be like what's your phone number i'll call you and we can talk about this and i know he would not to call yeah, me. yeah yeah he doesn't want to have a discussion no. with me he just wants to say this and i'm like he like that's the thing it's like if you can't even have a simple debate over a topic because like i get proven wrong all the time but I get proven wrong because I talk about it and they're like, hey, because I think if you can drop your, put your ego down and go, hey, I was wrong, that's a better way of looking at it, I'm open to that. Yeah, yeah. But if you just go, I'm completely right, there's no other way, fuck off. Like, it's, it, takes a, it takes a bigger person to, to like you've just said, mm. let your ego down and be like, fair enough, you've got me. Yeah. You, you've taught me something. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm now wiser, I'm moving forward. Like, it's yeah. people that are just arrogant with, oh, well, it's my way or no way. Like, yeah. people like that. It's and just, well, that's the thing way. now. It's just, it's just the cancel culture. People yeah. are just it looking is. for yeah. a reason to just mm. get fired up and just try and ruin someone. Mm. And it doesn't feel great when you do get proven wrong, but at the same time, it's like you learn something new. You, yeah, yeah. you have been taught a new thing and you can't learn something without first maybe like doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like with everything you do, before you get it right, you normally get it wrong. So it's like accepting that and then being like, oh, okay. Because I've had a few times where I've really thought strongly about something and then someone's brought a new point of view and I go, oh, okay. But if you don't, if you can't even have the discussion and you just go, you're wrong, I'm right, piss off. It's just like, we, you're not going to move forward with that. Like you're not going to go forward. And I felt like with those, like the comments, I was just like, these guys don't want to have a discussion about it. They are so cemented in their ways of thinking. And I don't know, like, people get that way by, I don't know, trauma of some sort. Like, I'm sure these people probably had something to do with COVID's affected them in a negative way. So now they're talking. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a tragic exactly. pandemic. Like, and that's the thing. If, most definitely. If, if I was preaching saying it was a hoax, I would get annoyed at me. I would get annoyed at someone in a, in a, in a public figure that was saying it's a hoax and, like, just say my brother died or something else. So I get the anger behind it, but, like having no evidence or no truth to it. Well, and that's the thing. It's like if you're calling someone out for doing something wrong, it's, mm. it's all good. Mm. But, it, yeah, it needs to be a two-way street where you can discuss it and then come to the point where yeah. someone's like, oh, yeah, you're you're right. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe I made a mistake or whatever. Or, oh, like, yeah, I, I can see the way you're – I can see your perspective on it now and, like, I, I can understand what you're feeling. But, yeah, it needs to be a, 
a two-way two street. Two-way street, yeah. And then even like have some evidence. That's another thing. Everyone kept asking, can you link what he said? Can you link like, what did he say? Can you link it? And nothing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, if yeah. you're going to drag me through the dirt, at least attach the, the horse yeah, yeah. that's dragging me. But you had yeah. like they had nothing. And then I reposted the thing I posted and then people use that to defend me more. And I'm just like, I, I, I don't care. Like, it's like, I, I say what I said or whatever. But like you said, it's, the internet's a... It's, it's, a, it's a, a toxic, toxic oh. wasteland. The amount of, I feel so bad as well when like kids and stuff will message you. You'll have it a hundred times. They'll, they'll just say like "hi," and then you you know you'll you'll jump on. You're like sweet kids, you know, yeah. two minutes to reply to this, and it's good. it might make his day. And you'll say hey, and the next next one, can you follow me? Yeah. Oh, like, dude. Like, it's, don't get me stuck. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know how to reply to that because, you, like, you don't know who the kid is at the end. If he's been bullied at school, like, if a follower would just yeah. make his day, but fuck, I can't just sit on Instagram all day following people yeah. to make them happy. Like, the the culture needs to change where you're judged on your number. Like, I can't yeah. believe we're still talking I, about I, it. I, I always, kids are getting down about it. It's so bad. I always say to kids, and I do it in person now. I say, I ask them, why do you want me to follow you? And they, they don't really have an answer. I don't know why. It's, it's an ego thing to show, hey, Dean Lucas follows me and they get to show their friends. But I'm like, why do you want me to follow you and what do you get out of it? And they most of the time they have no proper answer for it because they haven't thought about it. But I'm just like, but, but, but what actually do you get out of it? Like I'm right here in person. Like obviously you admire me in some way for what I do. Don't you want to ask how I got here? Don't you want to ask how I train? Don't you yeah, ask yeah, what I eat? Yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah. so many other things you could ask, but you go straight for the like. Can you follow me? Yeah, take a bit of knowledge from me yeah. instead of just a follow. Like, a follow is not going to get you very far yeah. in life. You're not going to look back, and when you're 50 years old, you know, you're lying ill in hospital, and it's, this is it. It's happening. You're not yeah. going to be like, oh god, I'm so glad Dean followed me, man. <laughs> like, it's just that's not <laughs> that's how it so works. Stupid, yeah. you know, man. like the, people need to understand how pathetic and small your telephone actually is and what's on there like oh. your life is not on there get off it put it down and look outside the window like that's where that's where the happiness is going to come from and for what I always say to fans when they come to the race especially kids is thank you so much for coming mm. like our sport needs to be seen in person leave your phone at home come and watch us come and yeah. see us in the pits come and ask us a question like that's so much more genuine than just yeah. can I get a photo runoff post on Instagram you know like yeah. it's, it's cool and we get it it's you know I'm not we're not dogging on anybody but that's the cooler thing in me is like come to the race, see us, come come and person, be present, you know? yeah, yeah, be present and, and actually see what we do and, and suck some knowledge up that way. Watch us and mm. if you can, obviously not everybody's fortunate enough to be able to do that, especially at the moment with COVID and stuff. But if things open up, come to the races, like mm. come and see us because that's that's <laughs> where the cool shit happens. And have a proper conversation. <laughs> yeah, with yeah. Like, come and have a like. I'll happily chat. I'll stand outside the pit, especially at Fort William, man. Fuck, yeah, it's so busy there, <laughs> and I will do my best to stand outside the pit for as long as I can yeah. and talk to people. If you've made the effort to come and see me yeah like we're like you said we're showmen you know that's kind yeah. of what we do we're, Dude, we're, enter- we're entertainers yeah we're- I'll, I'll happily stand there and talk to you and the amount of kids that'll go away are massive they can't even talk to you sometimes yeah. they're just sat looking at you like shaking and you think back to when you were that kid and like yeah, how much just there, having yeah. a chat would like actually mean to you i always like i always try and get down on their level as well like i'm talking to a young kid like kneel yeah, down yeah, yeah. and talk yeah, to them like yeah, level yeah. to level yeah. and then just like i always tell them about when i met sam hill and i was like stunned I, I couldn't talk. I was like, yeah, yeah. and then I was just like, I tell them that story and they start to laugh. And like, oh, he, he was me. Yeah, I was yeah, like, I yeah, was yeah. you. That's it, we're yeah. all like, it's just, the, we're all the same. Yeah. We're all <laughs> exactly. the same. We're all strange as hell and we're all lost as hell. Like, that is, that is the reality. <laughs> we just ride bikes. Nobody's got it dialed. No. <laughs> we're all faking it. Oh, dude. And another thing um, with the follow thing, it's like, they're asking for something. And I've learned that if you go to someone and ask for something, they always put their walls up. But if you give them something, like if you're a kid, Message me and tell me a story about how you got into writing or say, hey, I drew this picture or hey, like I've got this photo, like, oh, just something like give, like yeah, that's yeah. the thing. It's so much easier 
to get something out of someone if you give them something first. And I always say like kind of a weird thing to compare it to, but if you, um, if you ever see a girl you like, give her your number. Don't ask for her number. Because as soon as you try and take something from her, she's going to put up her walls and be defensive. You give her your number. She's got the power. She can make the decision. And if she likes you, she's going to call you. If she doesn't, you yeah, go, but you know, it, yeah. yeah, you don't put her in this awkward situation and try and get something out of it. But that's the same, like kids would come up to him and be like, can I have a jersey? And you're like, why, why, like, <laughs> yeah. why, like, why would, okay, so you just come up to me. You haven't, like, imagine if you came up to me like, hey, Dean, like, it's so good to meet you. I've been following you for ages. I remember when you got this result. I remember when you did this. Like, oh, you're interested in me. You've, you, yeah, yeah, you, you know, know the you, facts. You know me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've, you've given me, I guess, a sense of, like, yeah exactly i'm like okay you you get me you know me and you're like oh man it'd be so cool if i get a jersey and you'd be like okay why not yeah, yeah, but if you just yeah. come up and say give me a jersey i'm like you haven't even said my name man yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like, and it's yeah. just that thing it's just like if you can give someone to something something to someone before you ask for something they're so much more likely to give you something uh, I made a comment about that on, on, after a race, I think, actually, is like having fans that support you when you're on your bad days. Yeah. It's a similar thing. The amount of kids that are at finish area that just they just want your shit because you've done well that weekend. Yeah. They don't follow you. They don't, you know what I mean? If you came down in 30th, would they been like, oh, Reese, that's so sad. Massive fan. I'm so glad yeah. to meet you, you know? They're the real fans. Yeah. And even friends when you're cruising around the pits, the one that's actually stopped you in your tracks and are like, what's, you know I mean? What's going on? How's your yeah. day? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. that's the real ones. It's like, yeah, they stand you, you out. You notice that and they stand out and yeah. they're the ones that you're willing to sacrifice time for and you would help if you if you got the chance. Like it is that you want that personal touch with people. So yeah. yeah. And it's cool when you do get those super fans and you're just like oh, I see him at races, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like, My guy. We were we were stopped outside of the grocery store and some guy came up and was like, Cade and Cade's like putting the shopping away and he's like just turns around. The guy was super cool, like it's good to meet you good luck and kid was like oh he had and you know I had a bit of conversation disappeared yeah, that's cool and then the guy came back with his phone just quick selfie and disappeared so like didn't yeah. sap up the time but you yeah, could yeah. tell like he noticed him you know yeah, he's yeah. obviously a, a fan of the a fan of the sport and even Cade was like that was really cool like I like yeah. that you know that was it's a cool a trip, interaction it's a yeah it, it's mad on a different side of the world you know yeah. he's on the other side of the world in a supermarket car park yeah. and this dude just rolls up and knows you like yeah. it's it's, it's wild. It's an absolute wild experience. Do you get that? Have you got that um, very often? Like people recognizing you in just random spots you wouldn't expect? I mean, obviously more often than five years ago. Like yeah. it is, every year I'm like, there's more and more people recognize you. And it is, it's something actually after World Champs in 2020, the whole mobile phone, like all of that sort of stuff. You are, like you said, you're like, right, you start to realize I am an image online. Yeah. And whatever I post, people are going to view as a certain way and twist it. Yeah. And that's their view on me. So yeah. it is. It's so hard to know what to post and not get <laughs> mentally twisted up with you it. You can't, because, okay, imagine how many Reese Wilsons are out there in the views of other people. Like, that's exactly. it. There's, there's like, there's a Versions thousand of there's, me. Yeah, there's yeah. a thousand of you because you post something and everyone twists it to their own way or their Absolutely, own way. Yeah. So it's like, you can't think about how they view you yep. because it's like, it's how you view yourself and how you promote yourself. And like, that's what matters. And if people take it the wrong way, that's on them. That's yep. not on you. And if they won't talk to you about that and you can, because you, yeah, like, dude, you spend your whole life trying to convince people that you're a good person or you mean well. Or you could just go, hey, you don't have to. If that's what you think, that's what you think. I'm going to yeah, keep doing what I'm yeah. doing because that's not why I'm doing it. But well, that's where the chat, that's where a real in face to face conversation comes in because you can't hide when it's yeah. face to face. You you see straight away into somebody and you're yeah. like, okay, I understand you now. Like I see what you're about, yeah. and that is yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing that's kind of was going back to like just the internet in general is people are taking things out of context <laughs> and forming their opinions on that based off of one one snippet you said yeah. or something like that where it, you're like no i didn't actually 
obviously like you weren't being insensitive to COVID. It was yeah. like, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. You can take, you can, you can write down a bit of paper, you're a dick, next it, you're a dick. I can look at Charlie and go, you're such a dick, man. Or I can go, you're a dick. <laughs> Two totally different things yeah, yeah, yeah. on the bit of paper, identical. Yeah, so that's that's how wildly different uh-huh. somebody can take a text. Yeah. So like, don't talk to people. That's, I'm I'm terrible for my phone at the minute. I just neglect it in all shape or form. But really, pick up the phone and phone somebody. Mm. Have a FaceTime. Yeah. Or if you're a fan, come to the race and talk to us. Because a text message is just, it's so far from what yeah. a feeling and emotion actually mm. is. Yeah, it's not a, real. A connection, it's not real. Yeah. So like there's... Like prime example, the the two same words next to each other can mean three, four, five, six totally widely different things depending on how you say it, where your eyes are looking, your body language. Like, yeah, it makes a difference. And we get so, I guess, like two dimensional on your phone. Yeah, when we get everyone gets brought into that, like it's just all snort, like yeah, text or like Snapchat or like something like that. But it's like it's not real at all. No, it's it's all just like these little like. and the amount of times, like, I've done that before. I've sent a text message to someone having a joke and they haven't taken it as a joke. And you're like, what do you mean I was joking? It's like, I can't, I can't hear you. Yeah, yeah well, it wasn't funny. For yeah. stuff. You're like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Oh, man. Yeah, that is, yeah, that is funny. How you can get, dude, even it was funny with the, um, some guy messaged me like, hey, I got a heap of message actually. All these people like, don't worry about the comments yeah. and all this stuff, which was quite cool. But one guy messaged me, he's like, um, he's like, man, maybe just like be cautious and stay away from like saying stuff like that because you don't want to like stir the pot. And well, like, that's the thing. It's like everything is very touchy. But the, dude, I was like, I'm promoting health. Yeah. yeah. I'm promoting uh, health. So you- like I was like, eat healthy, exercise, be in the sun. Some guy's like, oh man, that's risky. Like that's taboo kind of thing. Like I wouldn't step on that. <laughs> so well, that's the thing too. It's like, yeah, like I said, it's like, it's good that people are standing up and calling people out for, oh, dude, I'm happy for making cool. their mistakes, but you, you can't, it's just too easy with, the internet these days to misinterpret things. Yeah, yeah. And if you give, I, I, I very much went for the less is more on the old Instagram, like after the kind of world champs things. Like if you go back and scroll through, you'll see I, I went through a period where I was doing like one post a month. Yeah. And I like, I lost a lot of the personality. Like Brother, you've putting got, my you, face videos, I was like, fuck it, I'm just not going to put my face on there because then yeah. people don't have ammunition to yeah. like make a decision, whether it's good or bad. Yeah. I felt I was better just being... You know, yeah, you, like, got the, you got those straps on the back. You, you've got a you got a hall pass roll. Everyone else is posting <laughs> about you. Yeah. I know it's just it was it's fucking stressful. A lot of people don't think about like how like sticks and stones, you know, names and that. But it took me it took me a good year to be like, right, okay, no, it's bullshit. Yeah, Get off it's your phone. Crap, it's yeah. absolute bullshit. If people truly like you, they'll be there when when you need them to be. Yeah. And that's all that matters. Like your followers, your likes, your numbers. Just get away. It's it's a means to an end for a job that we do. Yeah, and that's it. You know. Everybody should feel like that. It's so easy to get so caught up in it. As soon as like, it's, I think as we as people, like you get so comfortable with what you're doing, and like when the off season comes, man, I like throw my phone right away. Mm-hmm. Get just, I just go back to like you go camping a lot. I kind of do similar stuff. Go yep. out in my van and travel, and like you get so comfortable with that lifestyle. And you're like, hey, this is good. Yeah, and then yeah. you come back to races and you start posting. Oh, I've got lots of followers. Oh, I'm getting lots of likes. Oh, I'm getting attention. Yeah, yeah. All that. Like, oh, yeah, more yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. as soon as you step away from it, man, you get so comfortable in the other way of being. Yeah. And it's such a slippery slope going down. Even with the podcast stuff, like I love this because I like I honestly don't know if I, I try and it's a weird balance because i want to make it bigger and promote it and push it i really like this because it's like a real genuine way of communicating yeah, yeah. with people and putting it out there like you're pe- in such a unique position to be able to come roll an athlete's house yeah. on a race week and get yeah. to do this like, there's yeah. not many people have that opportunity yeah, like, like it's so know, cool imagine some random like i said i and i do appreciate that, that and i think that's why it picked up so quick because like i was going to talk to like brooke and laurie at a race yeah exactly in, in, in their truck relaxed and like, in their environment yeah and it's just like and i can relate 
do yep. exactly what they're doing because it's not like, oh, what's the track like? I'm like, I know what the track's like. I'm racing you with <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, so I think that's cool. But you can get so caught up in, like when I was putting it out there, I started to like get better numbers and then I was like, and then I started to push it more and then you get so caught up in that world because when I first yep. started doing it, man, like I would post them. I wouldn't even check how many downloads they got or anything. Then there's no way you can comment on this. It's just yeah. like it's out there and people would come up to me in person and say, I really like the podcast. I really like this. And I was like, I get to put out a real thing or experience yeah, yeah. or whatever, yeah. con- real content. And then as a return, I get in-person like gratitude yeah, and yeah, like yeah. hype on that where it's not like Instagram. You put out a photo that fuck, you're doing a whip or whatever, which is kind of cool, whatever. But then it's like all there's this like... There's a million people posting a whip exa- day, Exactly. Like, but it's not... Who actually cares. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not real. So when I was posting this, I was like, oh, that's something real. And it's helping people because it's like pushing an idea that you feel is like good for them. And then yeah, they're yeah. like, oh yeah, that's cool. And I'm like, that's way more fulfillment in that. Yeah. than I think just posting normal. Yeah, absolutely. Photos. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to see now our industry and how many people were hyped at the Sam Hill podcast when Gypsy yeah. Tales was <laughs> doing that. When I seen the teaser for that, I was like, it was marked my calendar. I don't use my calendar ever. Yeah. And I was like, looking at the day, I was like, sir, it's like, I were actually going to hear the guy talk because yeah. like, he's not anywhere ever. And yeah. it's a conversation. It's not a write up in a magazine. If I'd done a write up in a rag- magazine, I'm be honest, I probably wouldn't have read it. Yeah. Like it was the fact it was a conversation. It was him being real in yeah. a real environment. Like that's, yeah. Cool. And Gypsy's been trying to do that for a long, long time. Yeah, I bet like, a lot of people have probably been yeah, trying to do that. a lot of people. It was funny because I was like talking to him about like, yeah, we're trying to get Sam. I was like, you need to butter that man up. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And because obviously the moto thing and Sam's got into that, he definitely like, yeah, was like yeah. sliding that in there. Yeah. Oh, it was cool. It was funny because even when I listen, I guess because once you start doing podcasts, Mike, my mind switches. Yeah. And it switches in a good way because it's like you've got to become – like I'm constantly thinking now about asking a question, also being engaging and then thinking of the next question, which is like your brain's got a fairly ticket. I know it's, it's, it changes how you like have a conversation with someone, which is good because I actually enjoy it probably more so in a way yeah, because yeah. you ask more in-depth questions. Yeah, yeah. But then when I watched Jace doing it with Sam, you could tell Sam was like, I mean, Jace was a fan of Sam. And there's a few times where I think, and I noticed with Sam, he does it when you like, kind of um fanboy him in a way yeah, sam yeah. like retracts in yeah, yeah. and they get because like, it's weird come on yeah it? yeah like imagine if I, i've been like Whoa, yeah imagine if weird. i sat down here and was just like oh my god Reese, yeah. <laughs> you were world <laughs> champion you were world champion in 20 like and, and yeah, you yeah. become uncomfortable yeah. when i sit down and like you're just a dude from scotland that went yeah, really. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, i think be. i think that's yeah you once you look at people as being people and i guess it's easy for us because we've all come up at the same time yeah yeah but if you get someone come in that has never, I guess, been like lived that life. They kind of like you idolize people. Like I, it's I, natural. Yeah, yeah. You you want to be what they are. Like it's, exactly. if they're the best, you want to be the best. Like we're all doing this because we want to be. You want to be sick at yeah. it. Like, you know what I mean? Or why would you bother? Like do you, you want to do your best. Do you find like you guys have someone you reckon if you saw in person, like a athlete or actor or someone, you'd be like, oh, that's that's like is it, who who would be like top of your list to be like if you saw them, you'd probably go. To be honest, not now. I think I'm at an age where I'm just like, there's got to be someone. Nah, honestly, someone. I mean, I, honestly, if I seen James Stewart, I'd be a, for a yeah. split second, I'd be like, what? <laughs> actually, yeah. him. I thought the same thing. And when we we're in Geico in America a few years back, sounds like, oh yeah, Roxon's here at the back. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, that oh way. yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. But I don't think I, I don't think I'd fall. I don't think there's anybody that would stop me in my tracks and just make me go, like, yeah. like, <laughs> star. You know, like I think yeah, it'd be. Yeah. 
I think it'd be pretty cool. But yeah, I, I appreciate cool people that do cool things. So yeah, I think you just you would be stood there going, "Fuck, you've done some pretty." Cool that's pretty. Yeah, 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 you're pretty cool. It is. I, it's funny. I hopped on a plane. Um, I was flying in Australia. I don't know if it's international in Australia, but there was all these. Um, I think they were rugby players. Oh yeah. And like you know, when you're not in that world, you just you couldn't care. They're just people. Yeah, yeah, just there. yeah. And then like. I had no idea who they were. And then we got off the plane. There's all like the media and stuff and everyone's around them. I'm like, I have no idea who you are. And it's so funny because it's like in your world, you're massive. And in the bike world, like we're big, but it's just like they're all such tiny little worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's funny when people like – like they'll be like, "Oh, you're famous," and I always say, "Man, it's like I'm famous to like twelve year old boys. Like yeah, they, yeah. they, they, <laughs> they froth me. Like twelve year old boys, yeah, yeah. like I'm right, like top shelf. Yeah, yeah. But like the rest of the world, it's just like you're a small fish in a big yeah, pond. Absolutely, yeah. And like once you grasp that and just kind of stop drinking your own Kool Aid and just get on with what you're doing, it's yeah. like I think I think it's quite cool. Have you got anyone chuckles? You got a you got a homie? I feel like you'd have a surfer or something. Couple surfers, yeah, surfer sure. is definitely. I mean, I like you said, like. I feel like I'm not, I'm at the point where like I could like hang out and have a conversation and be all good. But like, yeah, when we go like surfing at home, if there's like some heavies out, like some heavies. you're just like, <laughs> oh, and, like you're like always like trying to make sure like, okay, make sure you don't get in their way. Yeah, yeah. Like don't drop <laughs> yeah, in yeah. on them. Like you're just, just fin to the back of the yeah. head. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I, I could, I feel like I could ha- probably have a, it's, it's not fan bonus it's respect, people. isn't yeah. it? It's, it's yeah, a it's respect. Diff- it's it's different. Different. But you do kind of feel that like, you're you like, do, yeah, oh, you can get it. Like, like, uh, you don't want to embarrass yourself because they're cool. You yeah. know, like, it's, <laughs> there's definitely a part of that. Oh, funny. Everybody, like you said, we're all the same. You wouldn't have like a golf guy that you'd be like, oh man, Tiger Woods. My relationship <laughs> with golf's pretty unique. I mean, I'd, I'd obviously do love not to watch see it? him. Honestly, it's the game. Like, yeah. it's, it's the fucking game. It's me and the ball. I'm not that in it. No, <laughs> I mean, I watch it and I follow it and I can watch it and think that's fucking insane. Like, yeah. the level of skill is insane, but I'm not... You don't, but yeah. It's more respect for the game. It's than, respect for yeah. the game. It's not. I'm not a massive frother of players or, like, yeah. I don't really want to get into that aspect of it. Like, I think I'm the same with that as well. Like, I, I like doing sports, but... I don't know people. That you don't do need sport. to follow the sport to enjoy it. Yeah, like, exactly. It's not the case. Yeah, you don't exactly. Need to be yeah. a massive fan. Like, oh, you like football, but you don't know who this guy is. And you're like, well, yeah. no, it doesn't matter. Like, I just like kicking a ball. It's a ball of wind. If I enjoy kicking it, yeah. like, I don't need <laughs> yeah. to know who's good at kicking it. <laughs> just let me enjoy it. Oh, it's so true, man. It's, yeah, that's even with motocross now. I feel like I've just like. Like I still enjoy watching it, but it's not something I'm like. I used to like have to watch every race yeah, and all that. Yeah. Now it's like I still, still find it cool, but I'm not so engaged with it yeah. anymore. But it's like I still like I like love riding motocross still, yeah, yeah, but I'm not yeah. like I have to watch every race, and no. it's just like you don't yeah you don't have to get so invested in a certain thing. Yeah. But I'd say again, it's just a, it's just another distraction. That's you're watch you're sitting watching somebody else's life from the outside. Oh, like, dude. could you be sat doing something better with your time right yeah. now? Probably. You know, like, like I think about it, like there's a lot of entertain like us as entertainment as watching downhill. Like imagine if you're a guy that's like, okay, you've got the motocross you're going to watch, and then you've got the downhill you're going to watch a weekend, and then maybe you watch soccer as well. I'm like. That's a lot of viewing time. I that yeah, couch Formula can, One, what would you Yeah, exactly. Like days and days and days of your time. Like even like a motocross thing, what's that, two hours? Yeah. Like 30 minute motors. I'm yeah. like, by the end of that, I'm just like, man, that's a lot, that's a lot of viewing. <laughs> Slow morning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, aren't we good? We entertain the world, don't we? It's good entertainment, I think. Speak, speaking of entertaining the world, okay, who, who are your picks this weekend? What's the... And you can't put yourself in it. Ooh. I mean, I feel like no one here would be like... 
I'm on this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. Yeah. Um, Charlie's like, come on, let me. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling pretty good <laughs> for this weekend. I watched them. Danny, Danny has been on a nice. Mm. Danny's been on a nice build over the Up last few races, yeah. and this is actually. I was watching his GoPro from the race run here in 2019. A few days ago, and this is super similar to his home stuff. Like that, I was going to say, this is the back. I thought this, fuck, this makes sense now. This is some yeah, awkward, well. janky, awkward, rock, janky, slippery. Like yeah. it suits Danny quite narrow, fast line. So I think Danny could be a, a cat amongst the pigeons this weekend for sure. Just wreck, and, wreck another overall. I mean, his attitude. I'm loving his attitude this year. He's so Honestly, much more chilled. He's hey. so into like whether he's meant to do it on purpose. I don't know, but every time I've seen him, he's having a laugh. He's bumping into you. He's, yeah. he's chatting. He's. I'm a big Danny fan yeah. this year for sure. He used to be so, like, I don't know if, like, he was just quiet or just... I think he's focused, man. Yeah. You just get caught up in that focus of trying to be the best. Like, yeah. it's, it's easy to do. Because he went from, like, my favourite rider before I started racing World Cups, and then he went from, like, Danny Hart, the man, all this. And then I met him, I was like, doesn't really say much and looks angry all the time. <laughs> Not the biggest fan now. And then you kind of get yeah. to know him a bit more now. He's fun, Like, say he's funny as hell and kind of, like, brings his kid to the races yeah, yeah. and his girlfriend and just having a good time. Got his motor home. <laughs> Yeah. I could see, I could see Danny stick on the box. I honestly think with Tebow, I think he's strong enough now that World Champs race didn't go his way. I think he's going to be. And then I think he's going to seal the deal. Loris mm. can't put a foot wrong, so <laughs> there you go. Fire, yeah. <laughs> Magic feet. That's, let's put that as the top three. Yeah. So is it Danny, Tebow, Loris, or like in, that in order? order? Yeah, yeah in any order. order. One of those three. Okay, I like that. And like you said before, like the the Danny Hart thing. This is like his track. Do you find it funny that like he is such a good World Cup racer? Like it all kind of tracks, but then they. He grew up riding this, which I wouldn't consider this as like a yeah. like good European. Even you, like Scotland, like wouldn't say like from what I've seen anyway. It's like there's not a huge amount of. You think <laughs> me further away from World Cup track? <laughs> like every tree is 800 mil wide, and yeah. there's thousands of them, like, and it's just roots and, and you, jank. And, and you would World Cup is nothing like it. And you wouldn't even have long tracks either. Like that's the thing we don't have in Oz. No, yeah, exactly. Longest tracks like two, half, two yeah, minutes. Yeah, two minutes. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. Whenever I go to Andorra, I was like, this is fucked. You're on the brakes for yeah. four minutes. This is a mountain. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, you need to stack three of our hills at home on top of each other to get anywhere close it's to this. And even Chuck, you got California. That's... Yeah, it's you've ridden all those tracks. That's mountain when I When I go to, like, Austria, when I got to, Le- to Leo Gang, and you're looking around, you're like, I'm a mountain biker, and there's a lot of mountains around here. And then you go, where are all the fast Austrian downhill riders? Yeah. Like, there's a few, but, like... It's crazy. It's like where you go where it's like, this is where mountain biking should be huge. And yeah. it's just like, why isn't it here? Like there's obviously yeah. a few top guys, but there's like, there's like no Germans. But then it's France. Look at France. You're like, what? Yeah, where then, are they all coming yeah, from? Then look at Italy who's right next door. Yeah, yeah. And there's like... None. I have, well, I, there's, there's, come on, there's, there's, there's two or three. There's some good ones. There's some good guys coming there's up, but like ones, I just... Yeah. I know compa- what you mean. Comparing Compared to, to French. 15 guys yeah. to three, it seems like a bit of a shock yeah. when their environments almost look identical. Yeah. It I, is interesting. I was talking to Roberto um, Vanessa, Jean-Luc's oh, dad, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's like the coach for the Italian team. And he was just kind of laughing because he's like, where he lives is like an hour from like Loris, Loic, yeah. Burrell, all those guys. And he's like, and we have like one kid. Yeah. And it's just like, he's like, I don't understand. I don't get it. It's like we have all the mountains, we've got facilities, we've got everything and just people just like, eh. But that's, I think, honestly, that's where icons play such, if you look back, Britain Mm -hmm. and France, huge and they've forever been, they've not had a year where they haven't had a guy up there. Yeah. You know, when you have Steve Pete, you were Warner, Steve Pete, 
Danny, G. Ather and Rachel Ather, we've always had people that have been in the limelight and yeah. it's the same with France. So yeah, it's like it that. It gives, constantly gives a kid something to look at, which is where, again, we I don't think, you were like talking about before, don't want to be fanboy, nah, we're just normal and stuff. Yeah. But we're, you're also we're not. We're the shit. We're also the you're shit. Also <laughs> not, you're, you are somebody that a kid yeah. is going to really look up to and, and might change their entire life just yeah. because of you, like want to yeah. do what you do. I absolutely say that because Sam Hill was that. I was like, so I want to yeah. be Sam Hill. Exactly. Do that. You, yeah. you had Australia has had so many strong people coming through ever since him. Yeah. He was with Troy and yeah. Troy's still going. So then yeah. it's like those two players have brought all of you guys yeah. and you've definitely done your play, played your part as well. It's yeah. It is that's a factor. I and obviously th- Italy's not had a guy that's yeah. got the kids to get into it. So, so I wonder if like um Andreas um Cobb, like he was gonna be like the the Exactly, Austrian the guy benchmark that, for Austria. Yeah, yeah. Whether that's gonna and even Valley now as well. Yeah, exactly, female. yeah. Like in Scotland, I'm, I'm shocked over the last two years at how many kids are like really starting to come through. Yeah. And you'll know yourself, you get tagged on Instagram locally and stuff. Yeah. And now even looking at down the entry list at a race, I'm like, fuck, there's like 10 people from Scotland here yeah, or in yeah. America. Like, yeah. how is this? It's crazy. It's it's really growing, so. No, that's cool. I hope it does because... Like it, every year, it seems to get like a little bit more. I don't know, COVID kind of messed with like the, yeah. the how it was yep. going and where it is going now. It's like pretty crazy now how many people just like line coaches and yep. like TV is getting bigger and everything's happening like that. And it's just like, help, like it's because it's just going to get bigger and yeah, bigger. Yeah. Like it's growing so big and the sport is just getting massive. So I'm like, how cool is it? How big is this going to get? Sick Mike said that to me actually. I think we were in Innsbruck just chilling somewhere and I was talking about it and made a comment about how it isn't as big as it used to be and not very sure why. And he, he actually stopped to me and he was like, you know what? He was like, you're actually in, this is a good time. Yeah. He said downhill's in a really good place. And obviously he'll know. He's he knows been, a lot he's of the been, big been, he's, he's been, been here. Yeah. He's been a lot of phases. He's seen yeah. the waves of the sport yeah. and he actually said, he was like, this is actually the next 10, 15 years is looking pretty good. Yeah. Like if it keeps going the way it's going. Welcome. Well, it's like, it's crazy how mainstream mountain biking has gotten. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, you've yeah. seen through COVID with the bike boom, like mm. all anyone yeah. wants is a mountain bike. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully that trickles in because that's, I think a lot of people are buying mountain bikes, but it's like, how do you get them to then engage in racing, either viewing it or participating at the same time? Yeah, but I think people are, it. I think people are so into it these days that most guys that maybe never even ride a downhill bike. They're still, they just love mountain biking. So yeah, like, yeah. of course, yeah, I'm going to watch but World I, Cup. I just mean, because I got a lot of friends that got into ride, like they got mountain bikes. They're all skiers that couldn't travel, so they just got bikes because they stayed in summer. But it's getting their attention to put into views and racing. Yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. that's the thing you need to like grab their attention and put yeah. it onto racing. And yeah. that just takes time. You can't yeah. just do that overnight. There's not one bit of content you can just post that's going to instantly switch people to make them sacrifice yeah two yeah. hours yeah, of the yeah. weekend to watch it like yeah it's, you get it. it's hard to do it takes time and like it, it takes a player it takes showman like it takes yeah almost a leger run for me every single weekend yeah build the high brutal excitement ev- for weeks and weeks and weeks in a row so mm. hopefully what, what would you not change but what would you what do you think is a big thing to make it to bit grow because we speak about this a lot. Yeah, I was like, how do we, how do we, how do we, how do we, how do we fix mountain biking right now? How do we, well, not fix it, but how do we push it? Because I, I think I, it mainly just comes down to getting out, like the more outside sponsors you can get from companies that don't have anything. But to what do you want? It, what What do you want them to well, do with their money that comes in though? Like, where do you want them? Like, because for me, my big thing for me, why isn't qualify qualifying televised? Even if it's not commentated, televised mm. at least even at the event. Yeah, like, imagine yeah. if there was a TV at the bottom watching everyone's qualifying run. And it was just played out like a race because we've got so much time after that. You could easily run that as like even two minute gaps. Like yep. Don't play the whole run, but record it all and then put it out there for the viewers to see. Like the equipment's there. We're putting it on the line still. It's like you're going 
99% on a qualifying run. It's not like you're just like, oh, I'm just going to cruise and qualify. It's like you want points, especially yeah. if you're in like title race. So the like, thing is, I think, I, I mean, I learned a lot. That was so good for me doing the hardline experience, like being around all of the people that make our show go to the run. TV. And it shocked me how many people it took and the amount of money each minute of live satellite mm. time costs for Red Bull to post. So mm. like I can un- almost understand why they don't do that because the the cost of it is but I'm just... not I'm not even saying run it live I'm saying what well, run it straight to the big yeah, TV again, at the bottom there's, yeah there there must be costs there must be a reason why that's the thing. Would we're so be... in the dark as yeah, riders yeah. on how it all actually works we don't know but I'd fully agree I'm agreeing with yeah, you that I understand but it's like when you've got people on the like there's people on the hills holding cameras pointing them at riders and yeah. you're just like just press record yeah yeah and just put that footage in a thing and then release that. Cause I'm like, yes, it's more money, but yes, it's more views. It's yeah. like, I was talking to Martin Whiteley again about the short track has the short track and then the XC. So they have two events that they yeah, televise yeah. and their numbers are way better than ours. I'm like, that's not fair though. You're running two events. If you run qualifying in finals, that's two events and yeah, it yeah, builds us, it builds a story into yep, the finals. Yep. Like imagine if you want yeah, to, every other sport does it. They all have qualifying highlights, yeah. like a, a full show that you can yeah. watch. That's just the highlights. Yeah, imagine yeah. MotoGP, like who's racing. It's like, I don't know. The, I didn't, there's no qualifying thing. Yeah, if it just starts on the grid with the rider setting and that's off, what, it's, it's yeah. half the show. It and that's what we do. It's like it's straight to finals. There's no build. Like there's a little bit of build up about what's yep. happening, but it's like very limited. Like because I talked to someone about if you want more people, you need to be able to grab someone that has no idea about mountain biking whatsoever, has just flicked it onto Red Bull and go, hey, what's this? And they can actually build up into the finals. Because yeah, yeah, if you yeah. go straight to finals, you're like, why did he go last? Or like, yeah, what's yeah, go- yeah, yeah. like it's it's no like you need to you need to advertise it for the people who have no clue and then like it's got to be advertised for everyone but yep. obviously the people who have no clue and bringing them in like the super fans are going to watch it no matter what no matter if they've yeah, got yeah, one yeah. one camera on track and the timing's broken they're still yeah. going to watch it like that's the thing it's yeah, the people yeah, that yeah. you want to like grab and pull in yeah i think there's a there's a massive factor for me sitting watching it it's a long show it is a long show it's a long show i think that I think something that's going to happen, I don't know when it will, I don't know how you do it, and it, it's yeah. fucking ruthless, but yeah. I think it's going to have to be cut again, like almost in half. Damn. Like, you know, like, but then when you do that, there has to be another series. There yeah, has there to, needs be, to be a feeder in series. every other sport, there's so many feeder series. There's not just one, there's loads of them. We're trying to condense 60 guys in an exciting show now, and it's, yeah. it's difficult, you know, it needs to be, I think it needs to be even less again. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's there's a, some controversial. Yeah. There's ways you can do it, but no, people are going to argue. I do know it. that because that's the thing. Everyone argues about like, okay, well, if you cut it down, that's going to be harder for people to break into it. But I'm like, but if they're running their own series, yeah, that then the top ten or something then move over into it. I'm like, yep. well, then you're not cutting it down. You're giving them an opportunity to break into that, but they're not giving them that. They're just putting them all in the one. But I also get that becomes tricky as well for then like juniors coming up. Do juniors, obviously they've got their category. Do they go straight? Like yeah. Do the top five juniors? Yeah, it's a lot of like... Dude, I think it's harder. Like you said before, you go a national race at home or like a little a little race, whatever it is at home. You're chill. It's a small environment. There's a, a burger van and that's about it. You know, yeah. some guy on a mic at the end t- talking crap and then you go to the next stage is national, a little bit bigger. Mm. And then f- you go from that straight to World Cup where oh, you've got huge... hardcore veterans of the sport yeah. out front like smoking you by 20, 30 seconds. Mm. Then you're sat. Then it becomes unrealistic for a mm. junior that gets thrown into elites that was maybe a fifth, sixth place junior. They're nowhere near qualifying at yeah. any race. So within a year, two year, you've completely killed all of their hopes, and they're not interested in their mm. anymore. Their parents can't afford to do it. There's no teams there to su- su- support them. There's no races to get UCI points to get to them, and that's it. Yeah. So I feel now we actually have a worse line in the sand 
for kids trying to get in yeah. than there would be if you had a feeder series because it, it would just add there's like a there's a step there's ladders missing it's, yeah, it's, it's too, like three it's steps too, yeah, yeah. and then just jump, bam yeah. you're in the big league it's too big a jump they need that feeder series a junior version of it or like an under 23 and under 21 I think MotoGP is actually a really good example of this they have that Red Bull Juniors League or something yeah. where they're all on identical bikes and they race through, and then you go to Moto Two, and then you go to Moto GP. Yeah, it's a better like, build up. Yeah. It's a way better build up. We don't have that, but again, it's not nobody's fault. It's just the sport's young, yeah, now, and it's yeah. growing fast. And now we're at a point where you, we need to start looking at that, like how you actually get kids up into it mm. fairly, because no teams are signing juniors because the points suck. Like they don't get any TV time. Yeah, that's an, yeah. Another there's, thing. there's so many factors. You're yeah. killing it for kids. You're making it impossible for kids and parents to get to these Into events. it, yeah. Like because even with Tebow, like he was winning as a junior. But from the outside viewer, no one knew who he was. Yeah. And then yeah. he comes and now he's he's going to win, like possibly could win the overall. I'm like, and people would be like, where did he come from? There's yeah. no, there's not, never watched him on yeah. TV. It's like, why aren't the top 10 juniors there? Again, they run, just film them. Yeah, Don't yeah. live yeah, stream yeah. them, yeah. film them and then release them afterwards. Be like, junior race. Don't even commentate over them. Yeah. Just you know, we, I went to Max's house after Lenzer had to get the sleeper co Max, Ben Cath, I think it was Ben Cather's idea. Max and Glenn sat down, filmed it and edited it, and they've, they've made that happen. They filmed the entire junior race at Lenzerhide and sat and commentated over it. Really? Yeah, and I think they're planning on posting it to Pink Bikes. So that's like, and when I went around and sat them, and they're just, it was Ben's idea, and they'd done it out of the good of their hearts. Like they got their girlfriends to stand with an iPhone and film all the junior riders. Oh, dude, and that's I, they're, cool. they're trying to make it happen. I was yeah. sat there thinking, fuck, this is it. Like, this is the big step. Like, yeah. film the top 10 juniors. Mm. Like you said, then you can follow their career through the two years. It gives them a build-up into the yeah. the big leagues. It allows teams to scope them out yeah. and see where they're at. Like, there's so many things that that opens up to. Yeah. And I sat there for both of us. I'm so stoked you guys have done yeah. this. Like, this is a Dude. great idea and something so good for the sport. Yeah, throw a sponsor on that. Like, and be like, how many people would, How many people are going to view that? And be like, oh, yeah, who, yeah. who are the quick juniors? Because if you go watch the juniors in the morning at a World Cup, it's it's dead. It's so, it's, well, that's it's it. so the dead. At the, end of the day, at the beginning of the day where nobody's up, nobody's yeah. about, there's no fans in yeah. the venue. Like they're just, they make it brutal yeah. for them. But like I say, there's too many elites. There's The day's too long. Yeah. We're trying to do too much racing in one day. Mm. We're trying to get practice. We've already said on race day morning, your hour of practice, women only get 50 minutes. They get one run. No, they get they get practice in the morning with the juniors. Well, is it the other way around? They get more practice. They, they get, get more yeah, because yeah, they, they get their morning practice, but then they get like the 10 or 15 minutes in yeah. hour practice as well. They just get that yeah, first yeah. run so they can see the track. But you know what I mean? There's the, the way it's all planned out and oh, stuff, you're like, this is cooked. Like yeah. it, it just doesn't make sense. And that's strictly because they've got a TV time that they need to jam all of this racing into. Yeah. It makes it really difficult. I so almost, by splitting it all up. Yeah. I feel like qualifying too almost needs to not be a thing because the way they structure it and it like because of like formalities. Like if you look at Leo Gang, there were so many people that missed lot twenty twenty yeah. and then came in and then there were so many good guys that were unprotected. Mm. And just because like yeah, because of the Preach. legality of what we have to we have to do qualifying, it's like you could you know, something something happens mm. mechanical or whatever, then you could be, you know, the a top guy doesn't qualify yeah. and like that's there were so many guys that were in would be in the title fight for this year yeah dude i think it's like top 20 protected just straight up top 20 like not this whole oh but if if we find someone from last year's out and someone else is in like realistically anyone in the top 20 could possibly podium or win yeah and or even like, like i feel like yeah even the top 30 like we were talking the other day we were like pretty much every single person that's finishing top 30 on a finals day has probably had a top 10 in their 
yeah. at some point in their career. Yeah. I also don't know why we can't do in every other sport why we need to have individual number boards every week and we need to be in that category. Why can't we just all pick numbers and stick with yeah. your number your whole life? Like for people following the sport. It's branding. It's for yourself. better. It's yeah. branding for yourself and they can tune in to number five every single week. They can mm. spot you on track. They can spot mm. you on social media. It's easy. Yeah. The number changing thing is a total pain in the ass. And then, yeah, you need... You almost need the top 10, top 20 guys to be just one set number all year yeah. in that set position and they always come down the hill in that order. And then you're qualifying somehow. You could make I think that's end, tr- it I think that's a bit. Change. I think that's a bit tricky as well if you do the same order all the time because you're going to have obviously people at certain races that don't perform as well because the whole, like just at World, World Champs, for example. Yeah, no, no, but you could still right. have the number set and then change the start list. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, gotcha, yeah, there, yeah. there would need to be qualifying. Yeah, yeah. Like you say, it's, there's never just one. You can't just sit every year and go, this guy's going to win and he's going to be top five every week. It yeah. doesn't, the punctures, there's too many variables in our sport yeah. and trying to create an exciting race mm. is difficult because it's so important that each man comes down gets faster and faster yeah. and faster. It builds, it builds the race. It needs to be World like Champs, that. dude, pissed me off yeah. because I'm like, it just it, you get some guy coming down randomly, which is what happened, and he sat in the hot seat for thirty riders. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, okay, that's just magic. Like being a commentator, watching everyone come down slow, it kill me. It's Rob like, oh. said that to me. It's, his, it's the hardest hardest task of the week. Oh. First split, four seconds back, and yeah. you're sat there like, fuck, I need to find something to talk about for five minutes. Like yeah. nothing against them. Yeah. It's just how it's just yeah. the, it's the it's a flawed. Can system. he pull it back? Yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> He's a seven system. seconds down now. It's just like man, but it's just the thing when you put like Laurie Brooke, like heaps of random guys, and I know obviously it's all the UCI points, but if you're going to have qualifying, run don't put like points or anything. Run that order. Yeah, yeah. Like run yeah, yeah. that order. Like yeah, a, yeah. I, I saw that. And I'm just like, oh, like surely someone with like a bit more brains could be like, okay, well that's. It's going to wreck the build-up of the race. Yeah, I think it, it, yeah, it needs a it needs a lot of change. I think time is now, like Mick said, the, the sport's in a good place and it's it's growing so fast mm. that sooner rather than later, sit down and actually mm. think about how we can make it better because there are there's so many ideas and that's just between us three what yeah. we've discussed there alone. If you sat down, every rider, every manager in this pits and said what what could be done, what needs to be mm. better, the ideas that you would get. Like you could make a series insane. And mm. it does, it almost needs to go away now. We spoke about this, you compare it to motocross, but it's it's so far from any other form of cycling now. Downhill is so unique. Yeah. And it, it, it's like it's close to motocross in, in the fashion sense, I would say, like how we dress ourselves and even after the races. I think the like culture post- as well of how we are, like how we are as people is yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Post press conferences, like all that sort of stuff, we could be doing so much mm. better with that more yeah, GP yeah. style. Like, it needs to be restructured yeah. in a massive way. Yeah, why, it would benefit us so much. Why don't Why don't the top five or top three, or whatever, go to a press conference straight after the yeah. race and sit down and, and answer questions like exactly. this instead of win yeah, yeah. T- instead of win TV running around, which is cool, but it's like it's, it's not, not professional. Professional, and that exactly. should be the after, like yeah. that should be released that night and then exactly. put out. It's just more content, more views, more people engaged. Yeah. Well, I guess that's the simple answer, really. Then, to your original question of like what what can be done, it's like just make it more professional. And I feel like the progress with that has been super positive. Like, just I feel like every year it gets more and more yep. professional. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it just it needs to keep going towards that direction. Where yep. you're, you're you're like it's more of like I don't know, more in, inclusive. I guess you would say as far as like media and just like the story of everything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But even like when you go you, MotoGP, Rossi and stuff, like Rossi's one of the sickest dudes ever. He's retired now. Every press conference, he was sat down with his shirt on, his hat on, mm. like looking professional at a press conference. Mm. The same with every... And it, people are like, oh, but then you lose personality. It's boring. You watch Formula One now, like Lando Norris and uh, Daniel Ricciardo, like all of those guys have such good personalities. Yeah. And Formula One's allowing it to come out by constantly 
filming them and not cutting out swear yeah. words and like just letting them do it. They're real people on TV. Yeah. And like you watch our shows back, you, you barely get to hear from us. You yeah, get you one interview nothing. from the winner and that's it. <laughs> yeah. You hear nothing else. Like yeah. it's, we have no personality and it, there's the per, the pits are full of personality. Like yeah, it is. It, yeah, it just doesn't shine, it's shine through. It doesn't it. ever get to shine through. So yeah, making it more professional and get, finding a way to get personalities out there and making it, because that's what like you should, that's sports. what you need to do. Like, like I look at sports that they'll grab like a young up and coming star and they'll just like use him. Like he's like he's the one that's going to lift this up. And if you got someone with like yeah, especially a young kid that's got personality, like just say Tebow for an instance. If yeah, you see, yeah. like let's use him as like our cash cow in a way yeah. of like building him up. Like young French kid, he's coming up, he's winning all the junior races, he's going to elite, and then he wins the overall. Imagine that storyline to build him up. But it's just like no, we don't care about him as a junior. Oh, now he's winning elite. Now like now, now we care. Yeah, yeah now we care. Late. It's like but. People want a backstory. They want it. Yeah, they want yeah, to be yeah. to, like. Sh- they want to see the whole uh, process of where he's come from. But yeah, yeah, it's tricky. Would you guys race? Just say they qualifying was filmed, but they they pretty much qualifying is pretty much another race. So you had time training, practice time training, and then it was almost like two races. Would you be happy to do a, like a format like that? Maybe the points are a bit less the first time, but still, it's like it's still kind of. So you're saying like zero to sixty still get points and qualifying. Or is it like yep. now where it's just top 20? No, zero, um, zero to 60. Whoever top qualifiers, you might have to cut it down if you want to actually film it all properly because you're going to have bigger gaps. So maybe just say hypothetically 1 to 40 gets in. Yeah. But then, well, 1 to 40. Wait, how well, I feel, like, I feel like if there was less people racing, We'd have to that's what it. I was say, said with like qualifying not being a thing. Like if you cut the riders down and get there, it's like you're racing this week yeah. and you're going to finals. Yeah. So that that's something that you could do with that sense, and then you could just run it as another race, maybe half the points or yeah. whatever. Because I guess it's just the thing is, it's too many people to run two races. Yeah. like yeah. 140 yeah. people running yeah. two races, you're not going to have the time. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like I feel like now, like we said before, coming here into America and it's like we've got two races. It seemed way more worthwhile to travel with all these people, all this team, everything. It's like you get two shots at it. Yeah. Well, realistically, well, I don't think qualifying points count for the second race. They do for the first. I think the second. Really? Yeah, the second race they don't count, but then they go to finals. You were throwing some so stuff. That's that what they did the last the time. Yeah, yeah, last time, yeah. So the first race you get points for qualifying and then points race. So technically you've got, four, well, three here, but normally yeah. four chances mm-hmm. or two chances at a race. Well, the last race is double points then. It's not double. It's just it's a, what you would have gotten in qualifying. Yeah, yeah. So if you win the last round, you get first qualifier, first finals. Yeah. So yeah. you can have a bit of a jump. Yeah, yeah, a bit yeah, of a jump. Could, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, it's like we've come here. It seems so much more worthwhile to travel with 14 people to America and then you've got three shots at actually performing where it's like at, mm. if we went – just imagine we just, like we came here the 2019, we had one race, which was fine, whatever, but it's just like it's so much effort to travel here. It's like why can't we just do two races, even if it's not the yeah. same spot, but – like you said, go to Montana or go somewhere else. We said this to Chris, the amount of mountains that we go to that you're looking around going, holy shit, you could have like 10 World Cup tracks down this track, yeah. like in a, a 200 meter patch down yeah. the hill. So maybe that is something going forward. Venues have to have multiple tracks and we, we can go there. We can race both tracks mm. or each year you alternate them. So yeah. you're on a different track because let's face it, the tracks we're going to now are clapped. Yeah. I There's like- some tired tracks out there. I low key want to become like the technical director because I'd be like, oh, boys, are, we are, we, are, we are, I, I, I will, I will, I will blow my own horn that I feel like I make a pretty good racetrack. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd be pumped. I feel like, I know, it's funny, the actual, um, some guys um, in Australia actually hit me up about doing it in Oz. Yeah. It's, funny, it's quite funny. This guy came up to me in the supermarket, random as, and I'd like kind of recognize him, you see him at races. 
and he comes up to me and he just starts chatting and he started off with like, oh, like yeah, you know, like you like your career's getting towards the end and like if yeah, I was like, <laughs> tell it to Greg Minard, like come on, man, I got years. But it was just funny how he started, he, he meant yeah, well, yeah, but he just yeah. didn't really the, the presentation wasn't the best. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, if you're interested, we're like looking at getting like a technical delegate yeah, yeah. in Oz, and I was just like started ticking over in my brain, like oh, that could be cool, Nothing like that, yeah. I mean, we're, we had to vote for a new one at Val de Sol, right? World no, Cups, that was like a, that was a writer's rep. A, yeah, yeah, sorry, a writer's rep, but similar thing. It's like a job. Yeah. When I when I got the email through from that, I was like, I enjoy doing that. Yeah, I, like when you're balls deep in a career, it's kind of hard to do both jobs well. It's like oh, being yeah. universal. You're just not going to do anything well. You know, yeah. like you're going to just half arse everything. So, yeah, I couldn't do that. Not really that. ready for that yet. But yeah, yeah it, there are loads of jobs out there, man. I'd, I'd love to see positions changed amongst yeah. UCI and stuff like that it's like this massive restructure there's a lot of change you can make up the tree mm. but it is it's trying to get ex-riders or current riders yeah, in that know, really yeah, understand this stuff like the feature situation we've had this weekend the final feature that like might just get cut in half some poor guys have yeah, built that thinking it's going to be sick as and we're just going to cut it to bits with chainsaw oh, and turn it into a double you're like fuck we could have told those guys you know? yeah. like if somebody knew what they were doing it came here months ago to check the track that should have been finished and taped off that nobody can ride. Yeah. Somebody could have said, yeah. why is that not going to work? That's you know? so tricky. Like, dude, I've, like I went and walked it a couple of days ago just to kill time and they're building jumps yeah. now. And I'm just like, that's probably a bit late to be doing yeah, it. Because, yeah. dude, the ground is super wet anyway, so yeah, it's going to yeah. be soft. And yeah. then that's just dangerous because you just get big holes that just yeah. grab wheels. And I'm just like, like you've had literally all year. Yeah. All year. And it's just like, why? And it always happens, man. We go to Leo Gang and they're literally making, they're making new features the day before track walk and you're like there's no testing done now to see if that works for one yep. and then we've just got to go through ourselves down it tomorrow and then yep. if it doesn't work then we've got to complain and then they're like oh we don't have time to fix it and I'm just like why was this just not done earlier like yeah. the calendar came out seven months ago oh. like, how did you not know in fact we know where world champs are going to be for the next three years yeah. in advance like so so do you Yeah. How, I don't understand how that happens either yeah. <laughs> the day before like we well, should probably fix this and you're like oh. what I do think needs to be a thing is the tracks getting taped, you know, they can decide whatever the the time period is, month and a half, two months, a month mm. prior to the race, tape it, close it. No one's allowed to ride it. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're riding the bike park or what, because the way it is now, we're getting to these tracks and they don't even get to go to the period of betting into a proper racetrack. You yeah. get there and the thing is just destroyed yeah. already. I understand. I do, I do, I agree with that, but also at the same time, I think it's tricky because a lot of the places we go to are bike parks and there's oh, so many like yeah. crisscrossing in them. I think that's just tricky. Yeah. Well, and that's why I said you need the time period because it's like, yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to affect the bike park, you know, essentially close it down. Yeah. It's like if it's, so here's if, it's if it's a month or whatever and they have, Eight bike park tracks. Closing one is, or just having one as a racetrack, like a yeah, whist- yeah. like a Whistler or, or certain other places. They've like this is our World Cup track. You can ride everything else, but not that. That's got a chain across it. That's closed. Well, that's it. That's the that goes back to the excitement views, getting viewers, and making the sport rad as. If how how many times have we been at tracks where we go, wow, this jump. If this takeoff was twice as big and you had to pull for it, this could be. And huge, like it would be so exciting with a motocross size jumps, yeah. But they can't do it because they're they're it's a bike park track, yeah. That we want to market it so that anybody can come and ride the track that the pros ride, yeah. But then 90% of the features we ride are like this is so sketchy because it's too small, yeah. The speed we're going is just so far from your everyday punter, so maybe it is about time 
that they split it off and we got our own tracks. We got custom built tracks or tracks that were specific to the speed we were going at. Yeah. yeah and then I, you would get way more exciting racing. Like you watching Hardline this year, Bragg's run from top to bottom when he was actually racing the track. It's a bit too extreme, obviously. We're not going to go that far. <laughs> but it gave you a really, really good showing at how yeah. savage the track could actually be, like how good we are at actually are on bikes mm. like it doesn't just have to be going fast you can make technical features that look sick that are hard to ride just make that middle are, ground yeah, yeah kind of middle ground between hardline and what we've got now yeah but yeah. like every every venue we go to we're just riding a bike park track that mates can message you going oh i rode that and, you yeah. and it looks so much easier and you're like well yeah, dedicate my life to this <laughs> like i hope i could do this better than you like oh, it is I, I feel like it could be so so much more exciting <laughs> if every venue just like the jay i guess just went right fuck it and we're just taping a freshie down here dedicated yeah to the top boys yeah, it's a in the race, world. Yeah, it's a racetrack, and yeah. you, you're not going to come and ride this. We're going to post it off because it's too dangerous for you. Like, yeah. tough luck. You don't just get to rock up to a Formula One track in your fucking Peugeot yeah. and drive or around Or a Supercross track. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're not, hop, you you're not hopping on Supercross yeah. tracks. No sport is like that other than ours. So yeah. it's a bit like, what are we doing here, you know? Because that's the thing it's about, it's like a du- we, it gets dumbed down so everyone can do it. But then exactly. it's just like, shouldn't we be doing the opposite? But then... Yeah, elevating, dumbing it down so everybody else can do it is stag- making us yeah, it's, stagnant. Yeah. It's leveling us out where we could keep going yeah and people are just gonna need to suck up and either become <laughs> professional and join in or i'm sorry you can't ride our tracks yeah. like, but like you said like i can't ride a supercross track no me neither i've got no business being there yeah. like i'm not gonna go and do that but you gotta understand that it's like i i, I shouldn't be here this yeah, is yeah. for me yeah that, no, that's that's a cool way well vote for me man vote for me i'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll hear the podcast i'll be giving people. you my uh card later and yeah. <laughs> my financial advisor i wonder, I wonder what role if i like if i did stop racing what role i'd play at the world cups <laughs> What could you see me doing? I'm just a hype guy. Personality. Just you Donnie's the Superman. <laughs> what, what is the rollers on that uh, motocross track with the guy that wears the ghillie suit? And he just uh, the whip monster. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a whip monster that goes to every race. I love that pink bike as a thing. Yeah, Dean Dad. Lucas retires and becomes the, the monster. And then all the hate comments. We're like, oh man, we're back here again. <laughs> Wouldn't it be the monster oh. if he got his vaccine? <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Um, all right, we've done two hours. I'm happy with that. Do you guys want any any final words before we wrap it up? I'm sure we're getting hungry. Solid podcast. Don't worry about it. Is that the, was that the first one you've done? First on this on the experience. Yeah. On, the ex- on the experience. Yeah. On the experience, man. Off track. Yeah, experience. I thought because um, what was I going to say? Because you did the hardline thing. I was like, that's yeah. it's like obviously similar but different. But yeah. did you feel like that was like? Had you done anything? anything like that before you did nothing, that? Nothing, no, no. That, I, that was, was it daunting? To like, that was funny as hell because I turned up and they just like handed me a microphone and a script and they were like, well, hey, on you go. And oh, so you actually had to talk off a script for Yeah, them. yeah, like read scripts for the, the daily trackside stuff. Like it was ridiculous the first day. I came back down and a line on the grass in the middle of the field absolutely sparkled like knackered. It was a huge day. Yeah. And the editor came over to me and she was like, oh my God, you were absolutely brilliant. Like where did you get your media training? And I <laughs> Rob burst out laughing. I burst out laughing. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, like, I don't know why you guys handed me a script and everybody stood there with just a white face obviously thinking wow we could have really fun. imagine if yeah. I got there and just bottled it because it is it's super nervous. yeah it's pressure a yeah. camera you've got four or five people there like producers waiting to hear what you're saying yeah. and then they kind of stand there with their eyes closed and obviously imagine how yeah. the show's going to look in their eyes like yeah. It was a hell of an experience. There was one point I was so nervous I was actually shaking. Yeah. Like I was stood next to a jump. And when you make a mistake, like you might 
have to do something 20 times over yeah. and then the words start getting all yeah, confused it gets worse, yeah. and I'm dyslexic as shit I'm really bad at reading like yeah. I, I need to take my time and I'm slow so if I get rushed and I get nervous your palms go sweaty yeah. I fall a bit yeah. and I had a few moments like that and they were all like wow we, you know you've handled it really well like I was in at the deep end I had no choice Yeah. and then towards the end of the week you get to know the staff and <laughs> it was chill by the end of it I was like that was actually really really cool like it was chill but because that was funny. Everyone, and and you know, you said you had no media training. I was yeah. like, dude, we've been training since we got on a bike. Like, that's the thing. Well, like, that's that, the thing, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's like we, like, we haven't had training, but there's been cameras put in our face and interviews and all that. I'm like, that's when I started doing this. I'm like, oh, I'm good at this. I'm like, oh, because I've been doing it yeah, for yeah, so yeah. long. That's actually something that probably parents should click on as well. It sucks <laughs> to see a kid failing, but my dad... I hated him for it, hated him for it. And the 65s wanted a graphic set from a bike for the local team. And he's like, if you want it, you're going to have to go and ask for it. And I'm like, this tiny little nervous, yeah. like I didn't want to do it. And for weeks and weeks and weeks, I was like, come on, dad, like come and ask him for me. And yeah. he's like, no, you're fucking doing it. So eventually I went over and asked him, of course the guy's like, oh, no problem. Yeah. I'll get you a set of graphics for your bike, number on them custom. Like making kids go out and like, like you say, communicate and actually yeah. talk. It's now more than ever so important. Yeah, exactly. so like Especially said, with the digital age. And yeah, yeah, not like watch it. Even if you're watching a kid pouring their, pouring their juice, like you're like, this is going to go all over the fucking table. <laughs> clean it up. Let them do it because yeah. then they see the mistake they've yeah. made and they can then learn from it. Don't just do it for them. Yeah. And like you said, you that's, that's them, that yeah. training. My dad's been training me from this high to like be out in the real world and have to do stuff for yourself. Well, you know? you need, yeah, you need the struggle. You need the struggle need to actually, struggle. Like, yeah, actually yeah. realize yeah. like, oh, okay, that that didn't work. Let's yeah. try and do well, it this I mean, way. Yeah. That's just like life in general. Yeah. It's like everything comes out of the struggle. So. Yeah. Embrace and, the struggle. Embrace the struggle. <laughs> it was funny though because everyone was saying when you went to it and they're like, oh, Reese is just going and commentating. I was like... And they're like, what is he doing? And I just started laughing. I was like, that man has got it sorted out. <laughs> like, I saw that and I was just like, do I need a three-person commentary team? Like, I was so keen just to come and do that. And I was like, oh, uh, yeah, I saw that. And I was like, because I, I, I think Hardline's a cool event. But yeah, I yeah. don't know. It's just like, I know I could do everything. But it's just like one of those things like, I just just don't want to. Like, I'm like, I've got some time off. I'm just going to chill for a little yeah. bit. Like, we just had like a month of racing. Well, straight. that's the thing. People are always like, oh, why don't you Hardline? I'm like, it's just not worth the risk it's just, to me. Yeah, middle of the season is quite gnarly. But what it's you did... A, middle of the season is gnarly, and then it makes even less sense at the end of the yeah, season. Exactly, yeah, exactly. it's like, I mean, my my thinking is like, dude, if I make it... If I finish the last round of the World Cup Series, I'm going to the off-season healthy. Yeah. I'm not risking... Yeah. I'm not touching that. Dude, yeah. The thing is now as well, the top three or four guys have been doing it for... What's that? Since they're since sixteen, so they've had a yeah. lot of years on it. So for any one of us now to rock up, if you've not been doing it every year, mm. huge disadvantage. Like yeah. it's a pretty, it's a gnarly track. So yep. you're almost now, now more than ever, you're like you're weighing it up. Yeah. Doesn't add up. Too yeah, it's past my time. Doesn't add up. I should have been in there in year three at least. <laughs> you know, I got in. Oh no, I think it was fifteen was the first year because I, I got invited. Danny went down yeah, that year. Me, me and Mark got invited. And Game Fox was like, "Come on, man, it's not even that gnarly." I'm like, "It's literally called Hardline." <laughs> and I was like, same thinking as you. Like, I'm going home after the season anyway. He, Gabe kept on hassling me. He's like, "Come on, come on." And I was like, I was seriously thinking about. It. I was like, "Oh, I'll keep the team happy. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have the best year. Well, why not?" And then I was like, "No, nah, I'm going home anyway." Pulled the pin. Mark went there day one, wraps himself around a tree, can't race, and I'm just like sitting at home, just like <laughs> I'm. Yeah, it's like hmm, good move, Dean. Like good, good move because it is gnarly, man. Like, hey, Gabe, hard line next year. <laughs> just not just message him. It's like not that hard. Psych. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sick. All right. Well, I'll leave you boys to it. Um, 
Thank you for the podcast. Thanks thank for you for having us. Thanks, thanks for your time, Thank you for the knowledge. That was a good one. I like this one. I like these ones. They run mm. smoothly. That was a good vibe. Thanks, right. for, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, what are your channels if they want to follow you guys? Actually, we're not looking at follow. Uh, get, put them out there. Where do we find you guys? If you want to you just roasted, all, all you roasted <laughs> social media, then you're like, if you want to use social media, where are they? <laughs> Actually, don't use social media. Throw your phone away. Yeah. If you want to follow us, uh, don't bother. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> Actually throw, yeah, throw your phone away. Go outside. Read a book. <laughs> Eat your vegetables. Go pat your dog. Yeah, exactly. Oh, is that you? I was Sorry. like, it sounded like a jet. Like I'm a pl- packing up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you know when a jet's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Love thank you much, you. Lee. Love, Love you. y'all. Bye. Bye.